Hey, welcome to the Tuesday show. I'm Ultra David. And I'm James Chen. How's everybody going? It's going great. So we got some topics up here, as you can see. We have catering to pros. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Texas showdown happened. We were there. There were a bunch of other tournaments that also occurred. We will discuss them. And we'll talk about the Dragon Ball Fighters patch. By the way, it's out. Oh, it, it, it dropped already? It did. And Dang. just before I left, I saw that my Steam was updating itself. It was a 2.9 gig patch. Ooh. So I haven't actually had a, try, a chance to try it yet, but I have read a little bit on Twitter about what's going on. So Okay, well, I mean, they did add... Well, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to it. We'll get we'll to get it. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what we're going to be chatting about. But let's start off with this first thing. Catering, Catering to, to pros. pros. Right, so how did this come pros. about? Pros. Exactly. So we had some uh, esports, from some prominent esports personalities. Esportsmen? Esportsmen in the fighting game community uh, talking a little bit about how the fighting game community might not be able to succeed as well because we don't focus enough on the pro players in a way because they're the ones that get sponsored. They're the ones that have the logos all over their jerseys and all this stuff like that. So, you know, the more stream time they get, yeah. the happier the sponsors are, the happier the, you know, the... the, the uh, I don't, I'm talking about sponsors in terms of like the uh, the, the teams like Echo Fox, right. et cetera, et cetera, are to see their players on stream all the time. So our events should be more invitational based. You know, we should have the pro players on there guaranteed all the time. And, you know, some people brought up amateurs and, you know, the response was, well, if they want to have a chance, if they want to have the opportunity to play uh, pro players, then put on a separate amateur tournament and like have two of them come out of there yeah. to be able to get into the pro tournament and then play the pros that way. Right. So they basically have to fight for the right to play right. against the pros. Right. So yeah. what, what do you think? Well I think I would I think I would place the origin of it even maybe a little bit further back with with uh you know uh Richard Lewis on uh, he's been both attacking and defending himself like a lot lately. Yes, um, on, on social media. And yeah. so I feel I feel like the the real genesis of this was not like how can we help the fighting game community. It was more like lashing out. Right. And <laughs> in in lashing out, maybe some other people agreed with the general idea, but I really think the origin of it was like him lashing out against people in the fighting game community who he believes are have been attacking him. Um, <laughs> sometimes not just believing, to be to be frank, but um, <laughs> but you know, that's the, I really think that that's what the ultimate origin of this was. He he wanted he had beef and he wanted to get it out and right. then you know, Monte Cristo and other people like chimed in and stuff. Right. Uh, so I I think I think that's more like what it's about. But uh, I I obviously I am very much in favor of keeping the FGC open in the way that it mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. uh, that is, it's it's our history. Obviously, it's that is what it's always been, and I don't want to see. I feel like that is one of the important things about the scene that I think needs to be maintained as we professionalize. Because we, you know, we are we are professionalizing, right? Uh, mm -hmm, players mm -hmm. and and commentators and streamers and organizers and all that stuff. There's there's a growing group of people who make their money on it. Right. 
which is literally professionalizing. So, so that, that process is occurring. But in that process, as we've often discussed, we need to make sure that we keep the, the parts of the FGC that we all care about the most, that seem like the most fundamental parts of, right. of our community and our, and our scene. And that, is, that really is at the heart of what is most fundamental about the FGC. Yeah, you know, it's our scene came from arcades. This was kind of what I was saying on Twitter uh, at one point when I kind of chimed in on this whole entire topic. Our scene came from the arcades, and the arcades are really about, you know, once you put a quarter up, it was your right to play. You know, it didn't matter who you were when you came into an arcade, yeah. it was your right to play. And it's a very face-to-face kind of thing in, in the fighting game community as well, right? And in that way, you know, again, you know, in the arcade days, if, if we didn't like you, if you were a stranger, we could give you evil stares or whatever like that, but eventually yeah. you would end up playing. And, and like we were just we were having a chat with... Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I said it, yeah. With uh, Commander, Jesse. Commander Jesse, who happened to be on the same plane ride that we had. We all happened to sit in the same exact row because it's Southwest, you can pick where you sit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that when he first went to Arcade Infinity in Southern California. He, he put his quarter up and somebody like didn't let him, didn't want to let him play at the start. Uh, he finally did play, but then when he lost, he felt like everybody was like, yeah, get out of here, kid. Right, yeah. You know? And so he never came back. So, so it's not always perfect. Right, but that's the thing is. But, but, but the ideal, and it has often been not just the ideal, but the practicality of it, is that anybody can play. Right, but the thing about it is, even in that story, Jesse still played. He did still play. He still still play, and like I said, we can give you the dirty stairs. We can be like, yeah, get out of here, kid, but you always could come back, mm-hmm. and you could always keep challenging if you wanted to. And in fact, a lot of players earn that respect in arcades by being terrible and coming back and continue to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as you put the quarter up, there was no way we could stop you from playing. No one ever grabbed your quarter, threw it back at you, and said, you you can't play because it's a commercial establishment, right? Yeah. So it was just, that's just, you just can't do that, right? Right. But regardless, that kind of mindset still pervades, and also the face-to-face kind of mindset, which is why the fighting game community is still is not, you know, VIPs behind yeah. roped areas, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact that anyone who plays, anyone, it's like putting up a quarter is like paying your entry fee now yeah. to right. a tournament. As long as you pay your entry fee, you are allowed to play. And that's it. I don't care if you're Daigo. I don't care if you're Justin Wong. I don't care if you're Knuckle Do or, or, or Problem X or if you're Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. If you paid your money, you're getting put in the bracket. You're going to play just the same. You're going to play through the pools just like everybody else. You're not going to have any special training areas or anything like that you get the same thing as everyone else because everybody is a player and everyone's equal. Yeah, and the lines between who is a pro player and who's an amateur are are very murky in the FGC. There's no there's no uh, professional league, there's no exclusive league maybe more accurately, uh, like there is in Overwatch and League of Legends in which the members of certain teams are the only pro players. Right. O- other than that, there are some semi-pros, there are like collegiate whatever you call them pros I don't know that they're pros but you know what I'm talking about collegiate players right. mm-hmm. um, and then there's like the amateurs then there's every Joe Schmo there's everybody else right. there's, there are some pretty clear bright lines mm-hmm. and the FGC that is definitely not the case it's not just that it's any, that's because anybody can play it's, it's also just because there's not enough money in it for there to, to have been developed uh a core group of players who are making wild amounts of money 
there are like three, maybe four people who have made wild amounts of money on FGC. Right. Everybody else is in is in this kind of nebulous block where some people have made more money, some people have made a little bit of money, and there's right. like just it's kind of all moving around constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so there's it, it would be very difficult, I think, to decide where the line is between a pro player and an amateur right. player because there, I, I tell you, there there are players who are sponsored who are on teams who still have jobs, sep- secondary mm-hmm. actual right. jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are they pros just because they're sponsored? Uh, because they're on a team? Because that's not actually their job, right? right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not the profession. Uh, at the same time, there are people who make it their profession who aren't on a professional team. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, so and then, and, yeah. I, I don't know where you draw. I mean, even it like just, Knuckle do right now, that's what, right? That's what I'm thinking yeah. of, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it, it's, obviously, he's one of the best in the world, but there's no... If you were just going to be like, all right, you got to be a member of X and Y team to be on... To be in whatever pro league, he's not part of it right now. Right. Uh, so I just I don't think that it's as simple. I, I felt like there were a good explanation of, me, of part of why, even on top of the history that our scene has, uh, that we don't have the clear pro versus amateur divide was some people I saw on Twitter talking about how it's a it's an individual game versus a team game and right. how how individual sports ha- oftentimes don't have that clear divide between mm-hmm. pro and amateur in yeah, golf yeah, and tennis yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not as clear obviously you got the true professionals at the very top but in the middle there's kind of like a nebulous spot you right. know because in, in teams they control it so you have to get on a team yeah. so it's very clear but individuals it's it's almost like writing music you right you're just like throwing your hat in there and yeah. just trying anybody can kind of anybody do can it, do right? it yeah as long yeah. as you got the, the time and skill and whatever um, so I, I think I think that, that that's a really good way to put it because uh, we have many of the same dynamics in the FGC that mm-hmm. tennis and golf and whatnot have, mm-hmm. uh, and and I guess the individuality of the game is probably a big part of why. Right. So it, again, it's just to say that I really don't think that there's an obvious line in most cases between amateur and pro players. There's really only a few you can point out as like the obvious pros, right. uh, and and so it, it's it's futile I think to try to draw a line in the way yeah. that they seem to want to. And and plus the other thing too for me, you know, just the implication of you know, okay, then give a tournament to amateurs so that they can two of them can qualify so they can yeah. try to join the pros. Yeah. that makes it sound like it's a privilege, right? Oh, for, for, sure. the, for the it for would the, literally I mean, be a privilege. yeah, it would be a privilege to play the pros. And to me, I think that's their right. You know, again, from yeah. the fighting game community, this is kind of how I said it exactly on Twitter. It's it's their goddamn right to be able to play these people. If you end up, uh, you know, matched up against Daigo in round one, that's just how it works. And you got that opportunity, and it's cool. You get to play against him. Yeah. What a lot of people like about the poker scene, right? Sure, poker's the same way. Right, even in, even in games like tennis, right? Like, if you're not good... And you just barely qualify into like the 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 uh, like a grand slam. You could end up playing Federer in first round. Yeah, you could. Just yeah. the way it is. Right. And yeah, sure, they have qualifiers to get into there, but that's just because you can't have more than sixty-four people in a grand slam. Otherwise, that thing would run for ten years. I, I get basically, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a different thing. It's a it's a time right. It's a time issue, right? So it's a different kind of setup. But everybody has the right to try to get to that point. You know what I mean? So. Um, and, and another thing too is just that. Oh, what was the point that I wanted to make? Uh, there was something else that I said on Twitter as well. Uh, it's just that. Oh shoot! Oh, my brain just kind of slipped right there. Well, but, while, while you're thinking about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I remember you bringing up that point, and we discussed this in a car a little bit. But I, I feel like it's uh, in a state of nature kind of situation. 
the pros in League and Overwatch wouldn't only be p- playing against the pros. They'd be playing against everybody. Right. That's how the game was on launch. Um, and, and so in, instead, instead of it being uh, a privilege for amateurs to play against the pros, the reality of those leagues is that the privilege is, the, the right is that everybody gets to play against each other. And instead, they've carved out a set of privileges for the professional players mm-hmm. so that they only have to play against each other. Right. So, so rather than it being the case where pros get to play against each other, that's the state of things, and then maybe a, an amateur can play against them, that's a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's totally the opposite in reality. Right. So I, I, feel, I feel like that's, that recognition is something that uh, folks in esports don't have or maybe want to avoid for marketing purposes, but right. I, really, I really think that that is more of the n- natural state of things. It's just that they have uh, constructed barriers to playing against the pros that I really don't want to see and I think would be impractical in any case in the fighting game scene. Yeah. So. And again, it's, you know, it's just, it's one of the coolest things to me that in the fighting game community that we have tournaments of 5,000 players. I mean, how, what other, what other gaming event can, gaming scene can yeah. even talk about that? 5,000 entrants no, for Street e- Fighter Five at one Evo, point. Evo's the biggest open tournament in the world. Right. And, you know, just, just to be able, be able to say that, that, you know, pros and amateurs alike, everyone throwing their hat in the ring, it's very much like poker kind of a situation. Yeah. You know, the WSOP, you could end up at the table with a bunch of pros and everything. And, you know, if you do beat one of the top players, it's not a fluke, you know? I mean, that's just, it's just straight up. It's just how it works, right? I mean, if a top player gets beat by some random person, that person's not that bad, right? They can't it's, be. It's just, it's just never going to happen, yeah. right? There's, a top player is never going to have that bad of a day right. unless they unless they just accidentally disconnect their controller four times and the other person was like, I'll take every round, yeah. you know? Or like Myers on the internet, maybe his router just dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which did right. happen. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, obviously, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then, and then, you know, just guys like... Mena RD, you know, he was never a pro last year, you know, in 2016, yes, 2016 SER, uh, when he first really kind of showed up on the scene, and, you know, he'd been playing a little bit and stuff like that, but he only got to that point because of the open tournament scene. Of course. Punk only got that way because of the open tournament scene. He got to do Red Bull Battlegrounds, and that's where he kind of got a shine. And he never traveled that much. In right. fact, Jesse was saying that Art kept calling him the East Coast best secret, and he just never wanted to travel. Right. Finally, he, he did. High school, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he was in high school, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's always that situation. All these guys come from nowhere. I, just instructively, I'm looking at the Texas show on Top 8, and I can recall a time, many cases not very long ago, when all of these players were the upstart randos. That's not true. I don't actually recall the time when Ricky Ortiz was. I was do. Before, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you do. I, I don't. It's before my time. But everybody else here, I can recall a time a year and a half ago for Mena, you know, it, m- most recently. But I remember when Chris T was starting up and we thought yeah. he was the random online Ken who would just do random uppercuts. He was terrible. He was bad. Uh, and th- Think about Snake Eyes. Winning his very first tournament, which happened to be Evo, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that's he just showed up and he did it. Yep. There was no pre-existing like watch out for this guy or let's only invite these top players. Mm-hmm. In which case, he wouldn't have been there to win Evo. Right. Right. Uh-huh. So, so and, you know, I mean, I'll tell for Ricky. You know, she was trained by the East Coast MVC two players before Justin Wong finally came out, and our West Coast champion was Alex Vai at yeah. the time for MVC two. 
and she basically flew out to a Southern Hills Golfland tournament, you know, to kind of represent the East Coast. And we were like, whatever, we're the best. And she ended up beating Alex Vi in grand finals. Right. And, you know, yeah. it was. That's it how was, it always it was, goes. And everyone was like, what happened? You know, and we were all mad because it was Runaway Storm. And, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, and everyone was like, this is cheap. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's the way it works, man. That is, that is the way it works. Uh, I, I think that folks in esports have a problem with memory. Uh, this is something that I've often thought about about mm-hmm. that scene. Uh, you have a memory that goes back to the very beginning of the fighting game community. Uh, mine goes back to you know 2002, which at this point is quite a while ago. We we have been around in the in the same scene for a long period of time. That's that's not the case for almost any. Other esports. But see, I mean, that's crazy to me because one of the people that was kind of having this conversation was Scoots. Yeah, Scoot, Scoots, Scoots is, is a, is a uh, funky to, choice, I think. Um, to use James Chen language, he's like eighty-seven years old, right? I well, mean, it, you know, he is he is older than you. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. That's uh, right, because I usually call myself like, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, he 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 has a history for sure, and he was around for a lot of the early right, shooter stuff. That's the thing that's crazy uh, to he, me. I, I can't I can't speak to his full story I mean I know a little bit about him and I've hung out with him a little bit very nice guy in person um, I, I, I don't know but there's very little left of the Quake scene from those times and there's mm-hmm. there's very little left even of what the Counter-Strike scene used to be back in the day uh, there, are, there are very few games that, tra- that trace their time back to the 90s that are still significant uh, if anything it's maybe Starcraft Brood War which has come back kind of lately right. but, but mm-hmm. the, the Starcraft scene you know, puts its roots at about 99, 2000, something like that. Like, that's, like, the oldest extant eSport is, right. is that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's nothing else that, that really compares with the FGC in terms of the, the scene's history and memory, and all that stuff still survives. You're still around, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I'm still around, and we are influencing the people who come, whether we even intend to or not. The, right. the, the people who come into the scene pick up the things that were already yes. in the scene and so it's self-perpetuating to some degree mm-hmm. uh, that, and, that and is that's, that's what kind of what we're all like fighting for to make sure that that's never what we want. goes away of yeah. course but that again that's that's rare in in esports scene and and it it doesn't exist at all in the most recent major esports game in overwatch it was just created out of whole cloth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know some of the players come from TF2 and Halo and stuff. I mean, the players themselves right, yeah, have yeah, histories, yeah. but uh-huh. but what the the larger scene is it was just constructed by Blizzard. The game was just developed by Blizzard. They got to set all the rules. They got to create the mm-hmm. league in whatever way they wanted to. And, and so um, it's the same way with Hearthstone. It's the same way with League of Legends. There's a history there. It was from Warcraft 3 and so forth, but most of the players come in through League of Legends itself at this point, mm-hmm. have been for a long time, and Riot gets to set all the rules. Uh, that just does not exist in the fighting game scene. It's it's totally the opposite. Yeah, and- G- game developers and rights holders, if they want to create leagues, they need to fold themselves into what the scene is already doing. Right. That's the only way to make things work. They they know that. So Capcom Pro Tour and uh, Tekken and, and Injustice, etc., they fold themselves into existing tournaments because mm-hmm. everybody would just riot if they were like, all right, no more Evo, no right. more whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We're doing our own things. They cannot do that. So we, we are... Although I, I love it, we're bound by history to a sig- very significant mm-hmm. degree uh, in a way that I, I think that lots of esports folks don't consider because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not relevant for them. For, for them, it's the last 10 years. 
in very few cases, it's the last 15, maybe 20. But for us, it's almost 30 years. Right. It's just a different story. And, and plus, another thing, too, is just that, we, you know, you mentioned tech and you mentioned injustice. That's another thing that makes us extremely different is that we do have all these different yeah, companies, sure. right? So for Blizzard to create Overwatch League, it's beneficial to them. And they can be like, let's put all this money into there. But we can't do that in the fighting game community. Even if Capcom was going to come along and be like, we're going to sponsor CEO, we're going to, here's all this money and stuff like that, then they can also say, you can't run Guilty Gear, you can't run Injustice because yeah. you're a Hope Capcom so. event now, right? You can only run Capcom tournaments. And we don't want that. And so it's hard to have that kind of situation occur where, you know, you can get, I, I don't know if you want to call it esports, you know, to the point where like events like that are going to be sponsored by a, a publishing company. Mm -hmm. We're always going to get, you know, they're, they're always going to be self-created. They're always going to be sort of grassroots. Evo is still grassroots in a lot of ways. You know, it's funded literally by itself, right? Like not a lot of events yeah, get sure. that kind of thing. And so it's funded literally by itself. And so, you know, it's just that, you know, this whole desire to... to to cater to pros and do all these things and these ideas. I remember what I wanted to say now is just, you know, from my tweets, um, it's just that one template just doesn't apply to everything. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And it just literally feels like that they want to take the template that they kind of already know that they've already established yeah. for esports, yeah. which again is why I don't like the term esports because well, it's yeah. a marketing term, whatever, like that. But, you know, they It like implies to, homogenization. Right. Uh, it, it implies marketing strategy mm. as opposed to this is just what's good for the community you know what i mean it's marketing strategy is we're explicitly trying to alter everything to make money as opposed to hey let's have this community that we're just trying to grow and keep yeah. everybody happy and everything like that yeah. and so you know their template just doesn't apply to the fighting game community and a lot of it comes from you know i don't want to call it ignorance but it's just that they just don't know the fighting game it, community. it definitely it's ignorance i mean right. I've, I've i've talked with I, I put out that article, which I recently read again, Momentum Matters in 2011, uh, which was all about basically this topic. Okay, okay. That was seven years ago. And I remember after that happened, I talked with a lot of people in the esports scene at now defunct NASL and, and other things. Mm -hmm. And um, they, are, they wondered, why is it that the FGC can't just professionalize itself? Why don't you guys... I mean, it's literally the same conversation. Right. Literally the same conversation. Uh, uh. Seven years ago. And, and it was with... You know, I remember talking with Scoots about it. I remember mm. talking with other people in, in esports about it, people from MLG and, and the like, who, who are still asking why it's not the way that they want it to be. Right. All this time later. So it, it's not... It's, it's ignorance. I mean, you know... They may, I don't know what their intentions are. They, I'm sure, have good intentions. I know some of them, and I'm sure that it's good. Oh, I don't know about all of them, uh, but uh, certainly for some of them. I just really think that there's a lack of knowledge, and that's not, mm -hmm. uh, at this point, I think something that's easily defended because it's been right. going on for so long. If you just want to know about what the FGC is like, spend time with us. Figure, you know, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, other other people have done so. Red Bull's doing a great job. ESL did a great job. Like, some of the major esports teams have done great jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the big esports media groups have done really good jobs. Right. All this stuff is definitely possible with, right. with the scene, but you have to take the time to learn a little bit and get rid of whatever ignorance you have. And you can't use a one size fits all policy. Right. And if you do those things, then it's going to be great. But if you don't, then you're just going to in another seven years in twenty fifth in twenty twenty five. 
we're going to be having the same conversation with people. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, one thing that I do want to mention is that there's nothing wrong with invitationals. I'm of totally fine with that. Like even uh, Lap Chi doing the Master Series uh, coming up this weekend, there's a lot of ex the, exhibitions. The FGC has a long history of having invitationals. Right. That, uh, that is fine. Right. Red, Red Bull Kumite has been doing a fantastic job with that, for example, for invitationals. Even E-League is kind of like an invitational, right? It, I mean, it, it literally an is an invitational. Yeah. And that's not a problem. We're not yeah. saying get rid of any of that no. stuff. Like that's that's the. I like thing. those. I enjoy them a lot. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the main things that the hardest thing about this is social media, internet, all the stuff like that has made it so that if you argue against B, then you want none of B. You just want to get rid of everything yeah. about it, right? And so I even ended up in a discussion with somebody who was just like, "Well, why don't you want any of this esports?" I'm like, "Dude, like, do you not recognize that I'm trying to help grow this as professionally yeah. as possible, well, right. and I want to do all this stuff?" You know, it's not that I just want to eject all of esports. I kept saying, "FTC can do their own version of esports." Right? Maybe we won't even call it these. You know, these would just be FGC. Like, we want to grow it. I want to see pro players make money too and everything yeah. like that. But the thing about it is, I don't want to be the one to select who is the pro player to make that money. Of course. Right? I want to let the scene decide that just by tournaments. Right? And so, Mena RD is going to be able to come out here, win a ton of money, and change his country. <laughs> like, right. literally change his country. Right. right? And if we had only invitationals, that would have never happened. Right. And so the whole thing is just like, I do want to professionalize it. You know, I, I've definitely been on the side of esports here and there from time to time because I do want things to grow and I do want it to become a, a big kind of like, yeah. you know, industry that people can watch and appreciate and everything like that. It's just, I don't want to do it the same way that everybody else does and their template, et cetera, et cetera. So even while yeah. I argue against all this stuff, there's still parts of it that I am you know, trying to embrace in a lot of ways. I, I don't so. see any conflict with that. Right. I, I haven't mm -hmm. seen a conflict with that in a long time. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know why anybody believes that there is a conflict with that stuff. Um, and as we've often said, we want to make sure that the growth that the FGC has is sustainable. That we're not just rocketing to the moon and then all of a sudden we fall back down. That would that be crappy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we want to we want to build a big base. And from that base, have a lot of players and a lot of talent and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot, of, a lot of viewers. Well, I, I don't, I don't want it to be some top-down thing because I feel like that's not as sustainable. And this is not just a business to me. It's a, it's a community. Mm -hmm. Again, it, there's, there's the historical aspect of it. If, if the Overwatch League dies, that's a big business loss for a lot of people. It would be a really big bummer. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a community in any way, in the same sense that. The fighting game community is a community. Right. There, there, are, there are people who view teams and fandoms as part of their communities, but but the larger thing is not at all comparable to this to the community aspect mm -hmm. of the FGC. So so for for people to uh, talk about how you know sort of applying the ideas with respect to community. Uh, that the Overwatch League has to the FGC is just nonsense. It doesn't right. make any sense at all. And 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 again, just like you know. Um Oh, there's, I'm, I'm sitting here reading the chat and getting a lot of things here too, but um, what was I about to say? I don't know why my brain is not working today, but oh, okay. anyways, continue forward. So, uh, just um, you know, I, I oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's I remember what I want to say now. It was just you know about the invitationals thing. You yeah. know, again. The invitational things is fine, but I just always want to make sure that the open tournaments are the focus. 
They need to be the biggest thing. They need to be the most important thing. You know, the point where the invitational start becoming more important than the open tournaments is a problem. For sure, dude. In my opinion. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, top-down style can work. It's currently working like gangbusters when it comes to League and and, Mm -hmm. uh, Overwatch. It's not the style that I want. And, And furthermore, it's not the style that is is possible when it comes to the fighting game scene because we've already been self-organized around a concept for almost 30 street fighter 30th anniversary edition comes out soon mm-hmm. i mean it's that like that kind of history <laughs> and and that that can't be ignored when it comes to how the scene is organized i i just you know if if your if your history in scenes is to come up through an already sort of sportsified esport kind of world and then sort of float around between StarCraft and Hearthstone and mm-hmm. Overwatch and whatever else, League, um, then I, I kind of get why you wouldn't uh, consider the the very community-focused history of the FGC because right. it's just not your experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but that's all right for your own stuff, but, but please do consider our experience when it comes to our own things because right. that is a big, big influence on how mm-hmm, things go. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I look forward to talking about this again in 2025. It will, I'm sure, be an issue moving forward. I just don't see why it wouldn't be. But it's, uh, it's something that I certainly hope to talk with people about. Uh, I've talked with them about it uh, for that long, and not just in 2011 and now, but in all of the years intervening. Mm-hmm. And when we've, you know, when I did MLG uh, commentary, when we did ESL, a bunch of times we did ESL. Um, I, I've talked with people involved in both of those things yeah. about this. They ask me, you know, about this mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just an ongoing topic, and and not as many people as I would like have learned the lessons that I think are not that complicated. Right. To be honest. <laughs> so. And yeah, definitely some some groups have done a good job with that. They have. You it's know, totally like, possible. Right. Exactly. So, so there's, uh, you know, I don't have anything against working with anybody. Just uh, make sure that you're not. Attacking our friends and saying that we the way we organize the scene is stupid and so, right exactly yeah. exactly then so, you'll be golden and you know and, and it might be just a few voices but these are very prominent voices right and that's that's the main thing and it's prominent voices coming from an ignorant standpoint an yep. uneducated standpoint and so it's just tough you know it's tough listening to somebody you know shit on something that you've been working on for for thirty years. You know, I mean, for me, almost literally, you know. Indeed. And uh, just to hear someone talking, saying that you guys don't know what you're doing, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, even though we're in the Mandalay Bay Arena, you know. And yeah, nobody, no, we're doing fine. Nobody can take that away from us yeah. kind of thing. So, you know. So, All right. Okay. Yeah. Right. History matters, everybody. Yes. Pretty hard. It's pretty hard to, like... Like, what if you were to, like, organize a giant campaign to go take over a country in the Middle East, and you'd be like, hey, guess what? Next year, it'll have a democracy. It's just, come on. Learn a little bit from history. (laughs) Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's not that tough, I really think. I really think. But, you know. Oh, so uh, so things. I go. mean, you know, it's 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 not even just esports and fighting game community. Or no, whatever it's the whole. Like that's that. the whole. The whole. World yeah, is. yeah. It's just what you know is what you know, and you think that that's what's going to apply to everything. And you know, I even said this on Twitter as well that you know, at one point in time, I actually 
that's why, like, we even had a whole episode. We were mad at the Smash community for, like, trying to do the skip the pools and the VIP areas and all that stuff like that. And it was like, that's not how the FGC does things. And we were doing the same thing. We were trying to apply one yeah, bucket yeah, yeah. of... We, yeah, we were screwing up. Yeah, we, we were for trying sure. to apply one template to everything. Yeah. And then after a while, I was like... This is the exact same goddamn thing, right? They can yeah. do whatever the hell they want. They don't have an arcade culture. They yeah. can do whatever the. Yeah. F- I mean, it's, yeah, it's important to have introspection and take take criticism seriously. Right, exactly. How you think about and things. I wouldn't nowadays. Whatever they decide to do, I'm like, go for it, dude. Like that's that's you. Yeah, got, you know, that's what you want to do. So. Uh, and by the way, um, pretty cool that uh, Bardolph's in here. What's up, bub? Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Because you you know some of these folks too. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not concerned that anybody's going to be taking over. I don't. It's obviously not going to happen. That's not my 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 point is not predicated on that at all. It's it's more that I don't want to <coughs> keep having the conversation of people sort of looking down on the scene or thinking that we can change drastically or wanting to apply their ideas. It's just like a frustrating thing to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so I'm not I'm not worried that it, they're going to take over. It's more like that I. Like, don't want to hear it anymore, right? That's it. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that fair enough? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, anything else you want to say on this topic? Or do you think we kind of uh, went long enough on it? You learn one thing from history. It's that not that many people learn from history. <laughs> that has to be a quote, dude. Like, I, I'm sure it's... There's some, there's some variety did. of that quote that's sure out there, is. but otherwise, I'm going to attribute it to I, Ultra no, David sure for now, so I think that's actually pretty good. So. Except, oh, oh, I missed a good funny joke opportunity where now I'm, I have that statement in a way that's totally de novo. I'm the first one ever to have said that, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you know, you get the point. All right. uh, let's, uh, let's move on. So, uh, this weekend... We had Texas Showdown uh, take place. And, you know, this is an event that we are at. And I kind of like the idea now that events that we are at, like, I kind of like to talk about it on a grander scale before we get into the results and everything like that. You know, um, you know, I, I know I mentioned this a lot on the stream itself, et cetera, et cetera. And I like to give this kind of like talk on history stuff. But, you know, Texas Showdown was awesome this year, right? They did such a great job. Javi did an amazing job on it. The production from Panda X Gaming, from Level Up Crew, Mm -hmm. everyone did a fantastic job. And it makes me super happy because, again, this history kind of aspect to it is that, you know, Texas Showdown was always one of the biggest events in the community. And not only was it one of the biggest, it was like one of the major ones. And a lot of the players from Texas were some of the biggest players, you know. Um, for the CVS2 and the Guilty Gear era, Texas was super dominant. Ken So was there, Dave, uh, David Hem, a.k.a. Asian Hitler, who would probably have to change his name now. I would hope but, so. yeah. I mean, he literally was an Asian guy with that Charlie Chaplin I mustache, know. so that's just how it happened. But, you know, Catman Moprim, both of them were super good at, you know, and, and Fubar Duck, really good at Third Strike, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You know, Texas was a powerhouse before, and there was always Evo on the West Coast. There was Midwest Championships on the North. Uh, ECC East Coast Championships on the East Coast and then Texas Showdown on the South. And it was run by, you know, Javi back then. It was literally run by those guys back then. And so it was always one of the powerhouses. Texas was that non-coast that was always trying to battle with everybody and they were one of the top areas for, for starting sure. games, for you sure. know. And in the in the ensuing years, Texas has kind of fallen off. Now, I'm not saying talent-wise, but I'm just talking about 
awareness-wise. They haven't had any events down there. They, the, the players don't get a chance to travel as much, you know, but they're still great players down there coming out all the time, right? And then at one point in time, yes, and, you know, it's sorry to all the Texas people that we all have to bring this up, but there was a few years that Texas Showdown got run by a different group. Yeah. Got merged with Anime Matsuri, hmm. and I was there. Okay. Now, Anime Matsuri is, does not have a good history. You do not want to look up all the stuff. Well, actually, you do want to look up all the history on it because probably give you a reason not to go anymore. But, um, you know, we were literally placed in the hallway. You know how, like, when you go to a fighting game tournament, you have the ballroom and you get into the... Like, we were in that hallway area, like, outside, uh. and then the electricity couldn't power everything so that all machines kept dying and stuff like that, to the point that Mortal Kombat moved to the bathroom and oh, used I the outlets in the bathroom to play over there, right? It was like 2011, 2012. Yeah, uh-huh. And so Mortal Kombat was played in the bathroom. That's how, my, that's how the Mighty had fallen right. in Texas. It was that point where everyone was just like, what the hell happened? And like to play, and we played to the That's grand wild. finals, and only the grand finals was played on a stage the next day, and it, like nobody cared. There yeah. was like no, and so it was just like you see what happened in Texas, and it's like you, it literally brings a tear to your eye, you know what I mean? And then Javi and crew took the tournament back, and then literally they've been bringing it back. And yeah. year after year, Texas Showdown has gotten, like, it's gotten better year we, after year. We first got there in 2013. I mean, I guess me, because you were there, but I uh, think I was first there in 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been there every year but one since then, and the development is very clear. Yeah. You know, it, the first time I went there, I thought it was already okay, but it's it, it's gotten bigger each time. They moved into a fancier, I think, two hotels since then, yeah, 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 if I recall yeah. correctly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and each one has been fancier. Uh, not even just that it's fancy, that's not that important, but the, the ballroom has is bigger, more players, um, more stuff to do in the area, right. like, the tournament seems to be more organized, like, everything, the stream seems better, everything seems to be improving. Right, and, and also, yeah. once we go through the results, we'll also see how many games were defended by locals there. Just showing that Texas is still yeah. super strong, right? Yeah. It's just such a strong scene. And so to see Texas Showdown getting back to this point, you know, there's this whole other conversation that we could have about ranking events and premier events and everything like that. But honestly, Texas Showdown, I mean, it has probably better production than, than you know, you know, than well, some, than some, than some okay, of the no, premieres no. that are there right now um and so you know i I really feel like that they deserve a kind of chance at that to bring that glory back to uh to the south you know and so i'm super proud of javi and everybody Mm -hmm. who works on who works uh, at the tournament i mean he has an awesome staff he does and they've been there year after year like i've seen them like all the five years that we've been there Indeed. except for the ones like the same guys helping running it over and over and yeah. over again chris and yeah yeah and it's just it's it's awesome so mm-hmm. so yeah they do a good job yeah hopefully uh they can i mean hopefully people see that and start showing up a lot more i mean we did have a lot of players here but hopefully the international start traveling and uh really just start having fun with this that crowd was the loudest that i've heard in north america since uh, aside from capcom cup and evo yeah yeah, yeah. uh, a while 
Uh, I mean, that's that's because of one man. I know. Right? That's because saying, of Kaba, yeah, that's, you yeah. know. But all right, all right. To Kaba. You want to get to the results? Yeah, let's do that then. Uh, Street Fighter Arcade Edition here. So, uh, again, a lot of strong players for this. This was a ranking event, so a lot yeah. of people did travel out here for this. Uh, but in seventh place was Echo Fox Punk with Cami, as well as Red Bull Snake Eyes uh, with Zangief and Abigail making another rare appearance for him these yeah. days. Uh, fifth place was CYG BSD Chris T with mm-hmm. Ken and Akuma. Playing amazing after his uh, win from Dominican Republic. Still looking very, very strong. Mm-hmm. As well as EG Ricky Ortiz with Chun-Li. And watching Ricky use V-Trigger 2 Chun-Li was one of the highlights of the weekend That was for super me. cool. Uh, fourth place, uh, Mouse Esports, Problem X, and Bison. Still one of the greatest players in the country. Top 8 at Capcom Cup. and Even in the world, one might say. Did, what did I say? The country? Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant the world. I meant the world, actually. Okay. I meant the world, so my bad problem, X. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's my fault. I, I'm being a total old man today right Ooh. now. So uh, third place, Rise Smug with Balrog getting some crucial points for himself. Second place, Knuckledoo, Guile, Cami, Armika. Uh, Knuckledoo obviously just won the best. Pretty place. good. Yeah. Uh, probably if not. I mean, dude, half the plane ride. With me, you, and Jesse was just talking about how great Knuckle Do. That's true. <laughs> but first place, Rise Mena RD mm-hmm. with Birdie. And, you know, just he is still on the grind. He doesn't even need to do any work. He's in Capcom Cup already because right. he's last year's winner. But he is definitely not taking a break and he is going out. And- awesome player, man. The stuff he did against Knuckle Do was super, super impressive to me. Uh, he is an amazing player for sure. They do play that matchup a lot, and he also plays against Kaba Guile a lot. But it was yeah. again, it was awesome, awesome play. Knuckle Dew, sponsored by My Wallet, mm-hmm. brought a little smile to my face. AFDJ Knuckle Dew, haven't seen that tag. But in a I, while. Ju- I just think that's funny because that is his. It actually, is his like, wallet. The, the fighting games is his. Oh, it DJ. actually is his day job. Yeah, yes. it is actually his day job. So it's not yes. like his day job is funding the fighting games. It's, it is the fighting games well, funding the fighting you know, games. Yeah. So my wallet makes sense. It's a virtuous yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. Um, winners finals is actually Rise versus Rise, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was also happy to see Chris do well with Ken last couple of weeks, but also very happy to see him pick up Akuma. Not that he's been just picking it up. It's been happening for a while. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that probably is the better idea long term. Yeah. Oh, so that was pretty cool. And I heard Snake Eyes thinks Abigail sucks. But uh, I don't I, know. The, the way that when I was talking to him about it is I, he, you can tell he just doesn't have that personal connection with the character. Okay. And doesn't seem like he wants to get that personal connection. He played know? Geef on his way into the top eight, and he right. did do all right with Geef. But. but, I mean, he lost to Ricky already, so he had to try something different in he top did. eight. So. He did, yeah, he yeah. got sent to losers by Ricky. But again, it's crazy, because like he came out of nowhere at CEO last year, and he won. Mm-hmm. And then he comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere, gets top eight here at Texas. Look, whenever he shows up, of course, he's going to be one of the yeah, biggest he's threats. he's still a good player. So. Uh, and also... You talked about the Chun-Li V-Trigger 2, but just in general, Ricky doesn't play the game. Um, we uh, <laughs> we heard from Sherry that uh, that when Problem she was playing X. against Problem X, Problem did the V-Trigger 2 command grab, which installs a bomb on you. Uh, she, Ricky, did not know that that's what it did. 
and the, a bomb was going to explode. She didn't later. know there was yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, a bomb. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I mean, like that's the level of just she's super talented. Yeah, you just do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! And like I said, I mean that also spawns a whole another conversation because this was a conversation we had with Sherry, where it's just about the emotion, the science players, and just like how Ricky is just so much from that old school crowd, yeah. as is Snake Eyes, to Snake be honest Eyes with too. you. And in fact, they had an exchange that Sherry was like, "What the hell about?" Because like Ricky did air legs. And Chudley's negative in that situation, and Ricky hit a button, and Snake Eyes got counter hit, and Sherry's like, how does that even happen? Like, you know, there's no way that you could get counter hit in that situation, because you're plus, and you know, but... I hear you. Both of those players are very, uh, not science players. Not science players. Indeed, indeed. Alright, let's go talk about the next game. Alright, uh, let's, uh, why do... Diagon Valley. Why do you not want to scroll? Dragon Ball Fighters top eight. Seven places were CLN Yohosi with Gotenks, Kid Boo, Vegeta, and Doza with the Gokus. Uh, fifth was Shinku with Bardock, Cell, Kid Boo, and PSRK Beyond Toxin, Goku Black, Android 18, Vegeta. Fourth was Energy Super Noon with Kid Boo, Cell, Vegeta. Third was PG Nakio with Kid Boo, Goku, Adult Gohan. Second place was NRG Hook Gang God with Goku Black, Piccolo, Vegeta, and Cell, Piccolo, Vegeta. Winner was EG and Y Chris G with Bardock, Trunks, Vegeta. Right. And it, it was interesting because after Hook and God got sent to losers by Nakiel with a crazy Nakiel comeback, uh, I think it was a solo Vegeta comeback or no, it was a solo adult Gohan, sorry. Mm. Solo adult Gohan comeback. And I was talking to Hook and God and he was just like, he was so mad after that and it just kind of like power charged him. And uh, he... Uh, look, I didn't actually get to see a lot of it, um, but I heard that he just kind of blew up everybody yeah. to get to grand finals. Yeah, he three would Nakiel in uh, Loser's Finals. But then Chris G, like, just blew him up. Yes, for sure. For and sure. so Chris G is... And it's funny, too, because I've always said this about Chris G, even in Street Fighter V. Like, when he played Ibuki, he just does his own thing. Like, he doesn't look at everything else, everybody else does. And when I was talking to, talking to Hook Gang God, he was like... Man, Chris just doesn't play this game like anybody else <laughs> right, does. Yeah. He's like, he's just not doing the things that yeah, everybody sure. else does. His neutral game is definitely different. Yeah, he's like, he's playing a different game. And he's yeah. like, I couldn't get used to it. And yeah. Chris just has that weird ability. Like, we used to talk about how Momochi took the Street Fighter 4 into Street Fighter 5. Dude, mm-hmm. Chris G takes the Chris G into everything. Yeah, yeah, he just plays it sure. the way that he does. And it's it's... It's a re- there's some crazy talent that he has that he's able to make whatever he wants to do work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, Bardock's a pretty good character, though. So oh, that's yeah. Uh, now he has Bardock on his team, which he never had before. Yeah, so, yeah. Rather uh-huh. than Android. Um, I heard Hook Gang God has been playing in tournaments for two months. That's crazy. For two months! Obviously, he played before that. He played Guilty Gear. But for two months. Yeah, is when he started going to NLBC. Right. Come on. And then now he's sponsored by NRG. Like what a crazy rise. Right. It was funny, too, because I introduced myself to him. I was like, oh, hey, by the way, I want to introduce myself. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm Hook Gang God. Yeah. I'm like, I know Hook you Gang who God. you are. Yeah. And he was like, it's so weird to me that people know who I am. And I was just like. It's <laughs> never not weird. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, dude, that guy is so talented, though. He's, I mean, he got fourth place in Guilty Gear this weekend as well. So, obviously, he's just really talented at fighting games. Yep. His name is, what was it, is it Edward? Edward Hook. No, was it Edward? That sounds like it's, he's the 
uh, villain of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah from uh, Peter Pan. But in any case, it was last. His last name is Hook. Okay. So and he literally could be Captain Hook if he became a pilot. Yeah, Eduardo. Is it Eduardo? Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Something yeah. with an E. Um. Anyway, Hook. Right. I just think that's a, first of all cool last name, but it's like a better understanding of why he came up with Hook Gang God. <laughs> Apparently, it was his last name plus one of his friends would talk about like gang gangs and gods and whatever, and they just combine whatever two nonsense. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard the name Hook Gang God. I honestly thought he was Korean. Hook? Oh. No, because I, I, I thought of the tire company, Han Kook, you know, uh, uh, Han... I forgot what it's... I think that's what it's called. But, like, that's what it made I me think of. Okay. That's what it made me okay. think of. And I was just like, I, I thought he was Korean. But, All right. Yeah, no, no, negative, no. negative. Half Dominican. It's a good-ass name. Uh, but, but he's obviously saying that Piccolo's not very good. Because, well, yeah, sure. it didn't work out for him against Chris G. Yeah, like, I just, you know, I don't know what he does for the teams anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But it was cool to see that both NRG players did well, fourth places. Also, oh, yeah. very happy to see Beyond Toxin get fifth place. Yeah, uh, and, and an then, NRS player. Yep. And an NRS player. And Shinku, a uh, Texas player who did really well at uh, Battle for the Stones. And also yeah, I should say that it wasn't seeing his face. It was just seeing the name Hook Gang God that I thought it might have been a Korean reference. Or oh, something no, of like course. That. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, good job, Don. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Showing why she deserves her spot. You know, she's in one of the leads for yeah. the, uh, the Beyond the Summit, so... Good for her. All right. Let's talk about Tekken. Tekken 7. Uh, I got to do some commentary oh, this weekend yeah. for Tekken 7. Uh, I, Sammy Fish, you know, he deserved a lot of spots because he's been working hard on Tekken as well. He didn't get to do any Tekken commentary this oh. weekend. But he asked me, he was like, so how do you think the Tekken commentary went? And I was like, probably about as good as it could have. Okay. Like, I would give myself, like, a 3 out of 10 or 4 out of 10. Okay, just fair enough. I don't have the knowledge and all that stuff like yeah. that, but I thought it just, you know, I thought it went as well as it, like, it wasn't like, it had the potential to get there, and it wasn't like I didn't meet that yeah. potential. Um, but I'm going to keep You're working on it. Of I'm going to keep yeah. practicing on For that. Sure. So, yeah. Honestly, the thing I found out that I knew going in there was just, it's the history. It's the player the history yeah. that I feel like I'm missing the most and yeah. the storylines. Fortunately, Mark Mann was able to cover all that stuff for me, so that was really cool. Very nice. But, uh, seventh place was Rick the Ruler with Law uh, and VS Trungi with Geese. Uh, fifth, uh, fifth place was Circa Jury Fury. Jury Jury Foey. Jury Foey with Jack Seven and Paul. And Core yeah. coming back from nowhere. Has he seen up an entry and stuff? He's no, he he just like, Mark Man said the last time he saw Core was at uh, a, a failed reality project that will not be named uh, okay. for a certain Capcom game. Oh, really? That was in like 2012. Right. Uh, what? And that's what Mark said was that the last time he remembers seeing Core anyway. Wow, okay. So, yeah. Dang. Uh, he got fifth place with Jack Seven, which is interesting, but I mean, that's a good character for him to play if he's going to try to get back into okay. it, you know. Uh, fourth place was UIU Peeling uh, with Xiaoyu and Akuma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he came into my chat, was giving me all the peeling advice right, when yeah. I was going through. I'm sorry, all the Shao Yu advice yeah. when he was going over when I was going over Shao Yu. So now, for some reason, I see him and I'm rooting for him. Even though everyone that I commentated with kept having disparaging remarks about <laughs> Shao Yu. Okay, all right, all right. Third place was Shadow Twenty Z, which I called Twenty Ounce. Yeah. Uh, with Claudio, Alisa, Steve, and Shao Yu. Uh, second place was PG Speed Kicks, Dragon of Hwarong, Lao, and Shao Yu. He only picked Shao Yu to counter. 
Shadow Ounces, Xiao Yu, which yeah, is a counter funny. to the Huarong. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. But first place, RB, Anakin, Jack7. He was dominant all weekend long uh, just using Jack. And uh, Mark says he's basically the guy who invented Jack in t Tekken 7. Damn. He's the one who kind of popularized him and shows why he he was basically unbeatable yeah. this whole entire weekend. So All right. Mm -hmm. Good stuff to him. He only lost one game in Grand Finals. Yeah, he, he did a super good job. And he didn't. That's the only game he lost in Top 8. Nice work. All right, Super Turbo. Dang, we were there. Yeah, we got to do Top 8 commentary for that. Seventh place, Raging Storm X with Chun-Li. Good to see these Chun-Li players getting into the mix recently. Finally. I know, right? Just in recent <laughs> history. Uh, seventh place, also ST Revival Atari uh, with Guile Atari, of course. Uh, one of the guys doing a great job organizing all of the ST Revival stuff, yeah. and he's going to be organizing the Tournament of Legends finals in Canada Cup this year. Uh, fifth place, Noun with DJ and Dalsum, as well as Enforcer 4 with Ryu and Balrog. Fourth place, Old Man Jumpsuit Jesse with Fei Long and Ryu. Third place, Echo Fox Justin Wong, the only old game he didn't win this That's weekend. Right. Uh, with Osagat and Chun-Li. Second place, Pup, formerly known as C Vital, formerly... Tournament of Legends 1 qualifier with Chun-Li and Dalsum. First place qualifying for Tournament of Legends is SoCal Boy Silent Scope with Cammy. Yay! There you go. <coughs> nice work. Yeah, good job to Silent Scope. Good for job sure. to Silent he played Scope. well. Played well. He has put in a lot of work with that character. There were some weird scrambles in there. You remember oh, that? Yeah. And Pup actually reset the bracket in the grand finals, but mm -hmm. uh, Silent Scope won at 3-2. to close yeah, set. Cammy is not top tier in SD. I don't care... Any what anybody says about that, she's still bottom. She's still. The worst I mean, of character. course, she's bottom tier in yeah. SD. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you're Zangief's the worst character, but you know, you really think Zangief's worse than Kimmy? One okay. of those two. It's one of those two. Yeah, yeah it's definitely one of those two. Or maybe old Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> Not counting the because if you count in old characters, then old Cammy is the worst character. Really easily. Old Blanca. Easily. I don't think you can cancel Crouching Medium Kick. He's like really bad. Can't you? I don't think he. Has, I don't think he has a cross up. Like he's terrible. Hmm. I haven't played that character very much, so excuse me if I'm wrong. But I think that's yeah, true. I, you know what? I have no knowledge of O Blanca yeah. at all because There's nobody's no to. ever touched no that reason character. To. So you might be right on that one. Yeah, anyway, Marvel right. versus Capcom Infinite Top Eight. <laughs> yes, MVCI Top Eight. Uh, fourth place was UA Stone with Soul Zero Sigma and Zabo with Space Ultron Dante. Uh, fifth place, EG NY Chris G in fifth place with Space Morgan Monster Hunter and Space Winter Soldier Monster Hunter, as well as One Wolf with Space Nemesis Strange and Space Strider Raccoon. Fourth place, Echo Fox Punk mm -hmm. with Space Ultron Dante really playing uh, really, really well. Uh, third place, Estos Pelotas. <laughs> Uh, with Power, Winter Soldier, and Chun-Li. Second place, Noel Be Hungry with Space, Raccoon, and Gamora. And first place, local Texas player, Stealth, with Soul Zero Dante, but more importantly, Soul Zero Sigma. Dang. He got sent to loser's bracket by Noel uh, with Zero Dante. Noel made it into winner's final, yeah. grand finals Grounds. on winner's side. Stealth came back <laughs> and went with Zero Sigma. And just blow up, destroy Noel 6-0. And even afterwards, Noel's just like, I don't even know what happened. And honestly, what was great about that team was that they just completely nullified the space box. 
the space box wasn't even a threat. Like, yeah. as soon as you locked them in there, Sigma was like, let me just place these things yeah. on the screen and you can't do anything about it. Everyone knows how good Zero is in the right. box. And it's weird, like, that team, I almost feel like, is a counter to the Space Stone then. So now it feels like you got to pick a different stone. Which well, is- you're seeing you're seeing more... Maybe not in this tournament, but I feel like in general you're seeing a little bit more power, a little bit more soul. Mm. And I think a big part of it is that many of the strongest characters can fight from the box pretty right. well. We talked about those two, but Hawkeye fights from the box pretty well. Dante fights from the box pretty well. Mm. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of characters that fight from the box. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Noel has made top three. He's gotten to winners finals so many times. Yes, and then lost twice in a row. Yeah. Or, or something like that. But he finally got in the grand finals this time. And then he gets 6 yeah. 0. This guy has been. He's, he's been grinding it. He, he has definitely been uh, uh, being heartbroken repeatedly here. In but, NBC you know, Live Stealth Conference. got fourth place at Battle for the Stones. Yeah, that's true. He's that's a true. super yeah, good player. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got. Wasn't he in top eight in Dragon Ball as well? Was Can he? Can we just say that? I think he was. Uh, or no, I'm thinking of Shinkin. My bad. Okay. All right, uh, Guilty Gear Exert Rev 2, 7th place, Robot with Soul Bad Guy and Shinku, who we did see in Dragon Ball, with Dizzy, 5th place, TGQ Zenzen with Kaikisuke, and 5th place also Kid Viper with Johnny. Heard he was really mad about, you know, getting in 5th place. He really wanted to win for Texas, I'm oh, sure. Oh, sure, sure. 4th uh, place, NRG Hook Gang God, like we said, yeah. uh, with Faust. 3rd place, Hamad with Kaikisuke. Uh, second place, UIU Kizzy K with Sin Kiske. And first place, Hotashi with Elfelt. Mm-hmm. So, Hotashi, a very, very, very strong Elfelt. I always remember the time we were running, uh, you know, I used to run beginner lobbies in Guilty Gear, and Hotashi yeah. came in there all of a sudden out of nowhere and just started beating us Dang. up. And I was like, dude, man, this is a beginner lobby. Like, what the hell are you doing? That's he's great. Like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then we're like, actually, you know what? Beat us up. We need we need reality okay, check. Okay, okay, yeah. That and makes then sense. he just slaughtered everybody, and we we're like, okay, we all know where we still stand. Yeah. And, you know, all it right. was cool. It was cool. So, <clears throat> but shout outs to Hotashi uh, for getting first place there. Uh, Injustice Two, uh, top seven, PG Katana Prime, TSS King Gambler, fifth place BXA Star Charger, fifth yeah. place uh, PRSK Beyond Toxin, yeah. who was also in the. Top eight for Dragon Ball. It's just so cool that Dragon Ball is just I know, everybody's everybody in there. Fourth place, GGEA Ominous. Third place, Echo Fox Scar. Second place, RNG White Boy. And first place, CLN Deoxys. Yeah. With uh, Blue Beetle, Blue you Blue Beetle, said? yes. He's a, he's a young player who's been really grinding and becoming very strong. He got top eight and losers at final round. Uh, this is his first big major tournament win. I think it's also Blue Beetle's first big tournament win, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And he did it over White Boy and Scar, so it's not like, oh, hey, nobody was there. Oh, no, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, the, the, top, the top eight was actually legit. The, yeah. I, there wasn't a lot beyond the top eight, but like the top eight were all really good players, so mm-hmm. there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing weird about that. Um, was there a lot beyond Toxin? Woo! Uh, yeah, I had to do Fear it. Fear Toxin, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, about GGEA Ominous there, um, just to talk about GGEA a little bit, what I was told was that it is a local group that sponsors its top players, including Ominous, a couple other guys as well okay, in other okay. games, but that also those top players are obligated to help out the like underclassmen, I don't know how to phrase it, of the group. The flute causers. The flute causers, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, to help to help <laughs> train them up. So it's both a sponsor, but also it's a way to help 
bring up the next set of players that's at the same cool. time. Yeah, I, I really like that. That's a I like community that a sponsorship yes. kind of thing. That's a really cool yeah, idea. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, everybody was good. It's good. It's a good one. Uh, Katana Prime insisted on playing uh, Harley against an Aquaman who was ominous, who who super freely three would him mm-hmm. when he could have played Wonder Woman. But that's that's KP. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Killer Instinct fourth place. Trash heavy with Eagle. Uh, third place, oh, with Eagle, cool, okay. With third place with Julio, with Ripter. Second place, Fire Liger with Ripter. And first place, UA Base with Spinal and Mira. Shout out to Fire Liger, who doesn't come out to events anymore. Mm-hmm. He uh, officially announced his retirement a while back, but he lives in Houston. Right. So he was okay, like, okay, okay, I'll come to this. Uh, yeah. uh, King of Fighters, cool 14th. Yeah. 14th, 14th, because I was looking at the fourth place uh, winner there, Stealth. Uh, so Stealth is playing Dang, King of right. Fighters 14 with Yamazaki, Shine, and Nakaruru. Third place, El Rosa with four different teams. Dang, King of Times was sick. Four, uh, Violent Kane with Kill Robert Iori. And first place, Wero Asamiya with Yuri Athena Iori. Alrighty. Under Night and Birth EXE Latest. Fourth place, Squid with Phonon. Third place, KPB JDR with Hyde. Uh, second place, Neon with Nanase. Nanase. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch this then, just to pick Did, up some Nanase. Did she get buffs? And, oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah. she's super she's good. good. She right? won a yeah. big Japanese tournament yeah, okay. a while ago, but I just don't know like what her new buffs have done. She's got some really interesting stuff uh, when I checked it out. But first place, Beta Dude with Hyde. Cool. So there you go. Good event. Shout out to everybody. It was fun. I had yeah, a great time. Texas Showdown was great stuff. Yep. And yeah, Firelager did get engaged recently. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, congrats to that. And Javi also blew him up during the raffle, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. he won the t shirt and he threw it to Firelager and he was like, You can't fit in this thing. You know what I mean? Wow. But then he gave it to his fiance, so, you know, it worked out. So, yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, That was Texas Showdown. Again, fantastic tournament. Lots of, lots of, lots of fun. Had a great time there. Uh, you know, r- one of the tournaments that's really on the rise, honestly, like I said, I mean, definitely had better production value than some events that Agreed. are in premier status for, you know, Street Fighter and stuff. So, All righty, you want to take a break then? Yep, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to a bunch of other tournament results. We'll also talk about the Dragon Ball Fighters patch because I actually want to hear about the stuff that you, Dragon you've, Ball. Been heard, you've been hearing. So, All right. Uh, I saw you, Broly. I saw you there. What um, up, Broly? I, I just didn't never got a chance to stop by. Yeah, I was like hi, running so. around and you were talking to people and yeah, you know. exactly. So hey, man, good to see you. All right, cool. From we'll the, see across the room. Yes. All right, we will see you. We'll be back in just a little bit. All right. Uh, howdy-do, howdy-do. Let's talk about some of the tournaments, what happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's shift the thing to the thing. Excellent. So let's talk about KVO XTSB, which is a big tournament over in Japan in which there are many events, most primarily anime and air dasher games. Yeah, really cool. I mean, uh, look, just the, the, the banner that they have, there was um, ARMS, Blaze Blue, Chaos Code, Dead or Alive, MVC, I, MVC 3, King of Fighters 14, Pokin, Undernight in Birth, Guilty Gear, Dragon Ball, there was everything was there. Everything was there that was being played and took place this weekend. Sad that it took place on the same weekend as uh, Texas Showdown, but that's just the way that life is going to be in the FGC nowadays. It's going to be conflicts everywhere. You know. There's nothing we can do about you that. You know. So. But uh, let's go over the results here. Right. Uh, in seven, This, of course, is in Japan. 
And again, uh, also want to just make sure to have uh, shout-outs to Stickbug. Yeah. So TSB, Stickbug, um, Team Stickbug, as well as KVO, uh, a Japanese organization. So it's been one of the coolest collaborations you know, in Ongoing. existence, right? Yeah. And they've been doing it for a while. So yeah. honestly, shout outs to those guys for being able to continue to do this. I think that's really, really awesome. Agreed. Um, really awesome collaboration here to bring players to play these kind of, for, for the, you know, to focus on the non-mainstream games, basically. Because <laughs> I said there's is, everything here. The mainstream games. There's no Street Fighter. There's no Tekken, yeah. for example. All right, that's so, true, yeah. All right. Uh, seventh place, Nage with Faust and Day with Elfelt. Uh, fifth place, Sabamisu with Bedman. Uh, Takehara with Ramlethal. Fourth place, Nakamura with Milia Rage. Uh, third place, T, uh, T5M7 Tomo with Leo Whitefang. Second place, Cha 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 with Kumhe Hyun. And first place, Omito again with Johnny. Dang. So Omito dominating right there. Seventh place was Zadi. Dang, Zadi was down. In Sumito place. Chip was in thirteenth. Dang. Uh, you were, seem surprised when Bedman did well. Is that is he not good? I thought Bedman was not considered very strong in this game. So they know. they kind of nerfed him a little bit. But actually, you know what? In the most recent patch, I'm not sure how he changed. Okay. So um, he might be better now, and I might be unaware. So. Alrighty. Yeah, but you know, Johnny. Keeps getting buffed, so. Hey, that guy who came to the U.S., Daru Ino, is in there. He got 17 points. Oh, yeah, place. yeah, Dude, I guess this is, this is like year of James right now, right? So, because like, Kami and Manat didn't get nerfed. Johnny's not getting nerfed. I, I play Kid Buu now. Kid Buu didn't get nerfed, you know? So, this is a good year for me. So yeah, far. it's like pre-today for me when... Abigail was great, and Android 16 was great. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, yeah. Okay, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, this one, I definitely need to go back and watch. Seventh place, Mokemoti with A21, Trunks, and look. There were what? eight Vegetas in top eight. I'm not even going to name the third person on everybody's team. They all have Vegeta. Yeah, they all have Vegeta, so I'm just not even going to name them. So it's Mokemode with Android 21 and Trunks, Sanaru with Gotenks and Cell, fifth place Koji KOG with Hit and Android 16, and Tahichi with Teen Gohan and Tien, fourth place BNBBN with Kid Buu and Cell, and CO Dogra in third place with also Kid Buu and Cell, second place Superboy Cho with Ginyu and Android 16 that's the one I need to watch okay. I need to watch to see what this goes and first place of course CEO Goichi with Bardock and Cell yeah and uh, someone actually noted that that one time he lost to Dogura that final round and got sent to loser's bracket yeah. is the only set Goichi has ever lost in this game correct so we are seeing some stupid domination right now it's pretty from crazy. this guy. Yeah, and you know, it's it's like the conversation from one of the I forgot which fighting game developer was talking about, but Goichi really just makes you have to reconsider how you even designed yeah. your whole game. Well, apparently the local scenes there's word that they haven't been happy that he's been dominating as much and that mm -hmm. they say that it's he's not, making it boring. Yeah, no one yeah, wants yeah, to he's play. Killing, he's killing the scene. Yeah. Which but, is which is terrible, come on. by the way. Yeah, it's stupid. Get over it. And then Kazunoko like kind of was like, no man, like keep playing. Like yeah. there's no way that it won't be exciting as long as with the best players there. And then yeah. I guess there's a Japanese like phrase that's like wash your neck and get ready, you know, which is basically like an implication that they're gonna come and chop your head off and stuff like that. Sick. 
Dude, I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a sick little euphemism that they have. But uh, Yeah, no, that is cool. But, yeah, he definitely yeah. played well. I went back and watched the top three. Oh, you I did? Had, I haven't oh, had time okay, to watch okay, the rest okay. yet, but I definitely intend to, especially Koji KOG to see Hit doing well again. Because I was worried that, you know, Superboy's Ginyu was just going to die, and it was just like Android 16 and Vegeta doing all the work. It was mostly Android 16 and Vegeta doing the work. Damn it! Okay, uh, it okay. Wasn't, it wasn't nothing. Like, there were definitely some series where he had extended pressure with Ginyu, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it was rare. I feel like a lot of the times he was he was Ginyu, he was just, like, jumping backwards trying to find something. <laughs> right. Trying to have the Vegeta assist, like, give time so he could set something up, you know? Right. But uh, against Goichi, even though he had extended Ginyu pressure a couple of times, it was like a long time before he finally found an opening. Right. It was like eventually he found a dragon rush, you know, like 20 seconds into pressure or something like that. So it didn't seem like it was that effective. It was more, uh, it was definitely more 16 Vegeta. Right. Yeah. Was that this weekend? There apparently was a 5v5 tournament, a Guilty Gear tournament somewhere. And I, I don't think it was at KSB, TSB. Uh, oh, there was a 3v3 TSB. at KSB. Yeah, yeah, there was a 5v5. Someone just sent a link. that It might have been a few weeks ago or okay. something like that. But um, Ogawa entered that tournament just by himself. He had no teammates. Yeah. And he won. Yeah, okay, wow, that's wild. <laughs> that was someone reacting to Goichi's dominance. That's right. Okay. Someone just told that story, basically. Okay. He entered a 5v5 tournament, and he had no teammates, and he just that's basically ocb to every team and won, dude. Wow. That's ridiculous. Oh, that was in 2009. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay, okay. Forever ago. Yeah, yeah, But it was, a, like I said, it was a story in response to Goichi's dominance. Someone trying to show gotcha. that, you know, hey, look, someone else has been dominating as well. So well, that's go. not, I wouldn't say has been. I would say <laughs> long time ago he did. Yeah, dominate. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Uh. Oh, I mean, recently. It was recent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Recently in 2009. Dude, hey, I said recently Americans have been playing Chubby Players. That's a joke. Right. Yes. So, recently, that is recent for me, yeah, Burning Pyre. Come on, dude. 2009 is hella recently. Street Fighter 4 just debuted very recently. Sometimes dude. I really feel like, wow, did you know Street Fighter 4 is out? Some, <laughs> like, there's some, sometimes I've like had these moments where I'm like, wow, I can't believe they made an SF4. Right. Uh-huh. Still happens to me. Yep. I assume I'll be 80 and still, still thinking that. Oh, man. Uh, Smash Wii U at uh, K- KSB. Fourth place was Masashi with Cloud. Third place was Nishio with Captain Falcon. Second place, Kome with Shulk. And first place, Shutong with Olimar. All right. Pokemon DX. Oh, this is uh, going to be fun. Fourth place, Apollo. I know there's so many events here. No, no, I just mean you pronouncing the name. Oh, uh, four is Apollo with Chandelure. Uh, third place, Nakuri with Blaziken. Are you worried about the Pokemon or the Japanese player? A little column A, a little column B. Okay, second place was Subatan with a Pikachu Libre and Aegislash. Uh, and first place, Tonosama with Decidueye. How'd I do? I think you did all right. I think you might have called him No Curry, but that sounds pretty good. No Curry? What? Oh, no, I said Noah Curry. Oh, did you? All right. Yeah, all right. Noah well, nice Curry. Nice to you. Nice okay, okay. Uh, King of Fighters 14, uh, uh, Mad KOF in fourth place. With Blue Mary, Shune, and Hydern, one of the new characters, oh, and yeah. also Chang Shune with Hydern. Third place, Panda TV, Nai Wong with Leona, Vice Mature, Shune, Vice Leona, and Hydern, Vice Leona. Second place, Sanwa M with Benny Maru, K Iori, Kula K Iori. And first place, Score with the brand new character Naj, Hydern, and Mature. Dang, and there's a fifth, in fifth place, Hamatai had Naj in a couple That's of teams. Cool. Seventh place also had Naj. So is she? I heard she's really she's good. Really good. I heard she's really good. And Hydern yeah. seems really good too. There's a lot of yeah. Out there. The new yeah. characters they said were 
all surprisingly like almost almost bustedly good. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, Hyder. No, it was Oswald that had like these ridiculous like one bar like just like fifty percent damage oh, wow. combos right. and okay. stuff like that, or fifty sixty percent damage or okay. something. Okay. Kuime Enbu third place was Matsuda with Chon and Hoto. Uh, second place Gamera with Choryu and Juniku. And first place, Saginomiya with Choryu and Kaku. So I guess uh, Choryu's a good character. Arms, third place, Shingoru with Mechanica. Second place, DTN, uh, Shato with uh, Dr. Coil. In first place, DTN, Pega with Max Brass and Min Min. Undernight Inbirth, uh, seventh place was Hinamori Fuyuno with unknown player, with unknown character. Kure with Yuzuriha. Fifth place was uh, Nishine with Orie and Renko with Hilda. Fourth place was Notes with Carmine. Third place Hishigata with Wagner. With Wagner. Second place Goenasi Go, with Phonon. Okay, that's the one that's gonna throw me off. Fourth, uh, first place. Oh, this one Ushu Hito with Seth. There you go. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Yeah. There were some U.S. players that made it out there, like Angelic and stuff, mm -hmm. but, you know, he said he was a little rusty, so uh, unfortunately, yeah, you know, well, I mean, he's in the top eight, so he yeah. got fifth place right there with Wolverine, Virgil, and Shumagorath. Fourth place was Pito Faya with uh, Deadpool, Phoenix Wright, Rocket Raccoon. Third place, Mia with Modoc, Dante, Doctor Doom. Second place, 7110.t with C Viper, Doom, Ami, and first place Virus with Hagger, Scroll, and Frank West. Yeah, I went back and watched a little bit. Oh, yeah? Us, okay, okay. Just because I was like, wow, those are some wonky teams. Or teams from like 2013, like Viper, Doom, Ami. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, yeah, everybody was a little bit rusty. Okay, for sure. okay. Like okay. there was definitely, it was definitely not top level Marvel 3, but it was cool to watch. It was really okay. cool to watch. Okay. Uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction. I guess there was only three v three teams, and the youngster team won it with OJ OJA uh, Rikutoi or Rikutoi. Ah, let's get out of here. Hey, okay, fine. Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, first place was Zoma Noah with Fox. Uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle oh, actually, Exhibition. Yeah, this is what I wanted. So third places were because it's an exhibition. Right. Center with Wald and Gordeaux. Let's go Wald. Third okay. was Notes with Gord and Kanji. Okay. Second uh -huh. place was C.O. Fenrich with Jin and Ruby. Oh, wow. And then Hinamori Fuyuno won it with Gordo and Ruby. So two Rubies in the top two. Mm, okay. I don't know really anything about how that character works. We'll talk about the game later on. It's coming out very shortly. Right. Uh, Dead or Alive last round was won by Teru Rock with Feng. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, fourth place was S.H., with Ultron, Jetta, Power Stone, Bonshu in third place with Ultron, Morgan, Morgan, Space Stone. Second place, Shaku Reze with uh, Morgan, Venom, Space. I butchered that name. And first place, CJA, Yuki with Dante, Dormammu, Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, there's so many games here. Um, Chaos Code, New Sign of Catastrophe, 2v2 teams. First place was Undecided, P-O-R-D, Celia, and Manji, Celia, uh, 2Kai, um, and Arcana Heart, 3v3 teams. Did you miss Marvel Infinite? No, I said Mar I just said Marvel Infinite. Oh, my bad. I didn't hear you. Um, yeah, I was literally reason. just doing that, so. Might be. Uh, yeah, Yuki, a.k.a. Cyber Japan Agent. Um, oh, okay. Is, like, maybe the best player in the world now, because he won Evo Japan. Oh, uh, same guy, huh? Yeah, okay, 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 okay. So. Uh, yeah. 
Nice. Okay. He looks okay. pretty good out there. Uh, I mean, some people in the chat, Leon Fara, uh, Fan Rana is saying that uh, Japanese MVCI feels very different. Okay, I haven't gone US. back and looked at yeah, it yet. But... Gonna, I definitely want to go back and watch a bunch yeah. of KSB stuff. I remember watching so. it from uh, previous tournaments, and it was mm -hmm. very cool to watch. Okay. But that was the last game there. Uh, All right. Okay, so again. That seemed cool. Uh, somebody was asking about the streams earlier. And I know that Anime Illuminati was what the English yes. stream was on, so that was what I went back to catch some stuff on. Did you do the archives? Have they put them on YouTube yet? I just went to the Twitch and okay, you just watched the, the video. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but also KVO Japan 2018 was a stream. Team KVO Japan. KVO Japan 2. Just, you know, look it up on showyoucan.com article. They have all the links there. Okay. All right, all right. Let's talk about the old Smash Summit. That's right. So I've yeah. got Smash Summit. This, I, I'm act, this is actually pretty cool. I watched part of this. Oh, you actually did get to see some of this, huh? I did see some of nice. this. Nice. Okay. I would not okay. describe myself as having seen all of it. Okay. Uh, Smash Brothers Melee. This one is the crazy one, right? Yeah, here. yeah. That's the only one that I watched. Seventh place, VGBC Amsa with Yoshi. Uh, seventh place, also C9 Mango with Falco. Uh, I guess he only used Falco. He didn't use Fox at all. I think that would have been in top eight. What's that? Oh, only in top eight, right. Uh, fifth place, TSM Leffen with Fox. Uh, PG Plup as well with Sheik, Samus, and Fox. Fourth place, Liquid Hungry Box with Jigglypuff. Third place, PG Zane with Marth. Second place, Alliance Armada with Peach and Fox. And first place, Echo Fox. And even he couldn't believe it. Yeah. Mewtwo King with Marth. One of the most adorable reaction oh videos I've seen in a long ever. time. Yeah, maybe ever. Like he's he's so genuinely surprised that he won. Like there's, it's not <laughs> like wow me. It's like he's really actually surprised. Yeah, he's just like, and they hand him the trophy, and he's like, like he doesn't even look at it. Like they no. just put it in his hands. It's just confusion. Just, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, uh -huh. it was hilarious, uh, and you know, quite heartwarming, I think, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was not what anybody, not what many people expected. Yeah, um, I heard it was because it's kind of like a round robin format. So I don't Falco, think he, okay, for, uh, I, I don't think he realized that he was in that position or something like that. But yeah, when he won, he was definitely genuinely surprised. That so. was super cool. Uh, Seeing Amsa beat Hungrybox. That was so sick, man. Yeah. That he, that was a lame match. It was so sick to watch. So many timeouts, dude. It was real. I loved it. I mean, that's the kind of I like that kind of game. You mm -hmm. know, I like. Defensive. I like Jigglypuff yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. it was like maximizing the slow pace that you can play in that game, and it, like mm -hmm. every hit mattered a lot. And even on the timeout, there was like a wild like last ten seconds trading <laughs> of who was the who was ahead. You know, it was very close. Uh -huh. I really, really enjoyed it. Now, that was awesome. Do you know any story about Zane? I don't know that much about him. I just saw what people were talking about on Twitter and how he's not like coming out of nowhere or anything. But this is right. definitely. The best that he did. Yeah, because the thing about done. it is, I mean, obviously, very few people in Melee come out of nowhere now, but also yeah. very few players can even do anything to match up with the the gods. Yeah, right? he and, beat, um, he beat, like, he beat, uh, Plup and Mango. Yeah, Plup and Leffen, obviously, are two players who are, have been, you know, knocking on the door of the gods for a long time. And if you look at top eight, it's all the gods and, you know, Leffen and Plup, who are basically virtual gods at this point in time, as well as Amsa, who's always been a strong player from yeah. Japan and one of my favorites because he uses Yoshi and the egg. and the, I just love his egg use. And Zane. 
So yeah. uh, Zayn has only played Melee for four years. Dang, he's a baby. Dang, he's been only Some playing Some of these dudes before. are on 17 years now. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is an interesting That's one, awesome. too, because I know, okay. you, you know, you've talked about how, like, when the scene gets bigger, you have a better chance yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, there's the new players coming into Smash and everything like that, but they still haven't been able to get past them. But, you know, maybe Zayn is, like, one of those guys, you know. So he came in after the Melee Evo drive. Yeah, uh-huh. Wow, that's so, so That's amazing. Yeah, as a new player. That's amazing, yeah. that's I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. It, it is really... I mean, again, I'm no expert in the scene, but it's really encouraging to me as an outsider to see that there's uh, players doing so well relatively recently and that mm-hmm. there are still some upsets, that it's not yeah, not, not everything yeah. is predictable. Mm-hmm. E- even if some of it is like Mewtwo King winning or Amsa, who has been good, but you know uses Yoshi, beating Hungrybox, on top of Zayn, who I guess has only been playing for four years, that is all really encouraging for mm-hmm. the scene to not be stagnant. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, oh, man, I, I, I just, I wonder if you're in the Smash community right now, like, how you're feeling about Smash Switch right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's a lot of implications about that game coming out because, like, would Nintendo, like, push for that and try to, like, get people to stop playing Melee? Will Melee players go to it? Yeah. Will it cater to pros? You know? Oh, there's so many questions. Ah, not, E3, E3 yeah, can't come right. soon not, not, not so long from now. Yeah. There you go. There were some team tournaments. And stuff oh, so Amsa is top 10 now. Okay, cool, cool. So Amsa oh, wow. is top Sick. 10 now. And Plup, you know, it's been exciting for me to see Plup has been doing super well in this past year as well. You for know, sure. You know, having another player get into that mix. Great. So, Okay. Uh, they also had the doubles, uh, which uh, Alliance Armada and TSM Leffen won that one, of course. Uh, second place was CLG Fat and C9 Mango. Third place was Echo Fox, Mewtwo King, and PG Plup. Fourth place was Liquid Hungry Box and MN2 Toussaint. There was also the crew battles that they do over there. The Plup Club won that. That was with Plup, uh, Wizrobe, Hungry Box, and Toussaint. And, uh, yeah, it's, again, this is the same crew that's putting on Beyond the Summit mm-hmm. uh, for Dragon Ball that's coming up pretty soon. And I think the voting is going on right now. They've entered the phase where you have to vote with cold, hard cash at yeah. this point in time. So, you know, uh, I want to remain as unbiased as possible. So I will not, you know, I will not mention names You're like Super journalist. Noon or anything like that. Oh, you know? of course. So, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, won't, I won't bring up Super Noon. Got it. Right, no Super so, Noon no for Super James. Noon, yeah, so I won't be like, go vote for Super Noon because he totally deserves to be Understood. in there because he's like really, really good. You know, mm. I, won't, I won't do stuff like that. Duly noted. I will not do stuff well, like that. Well, that's very so. professional of you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a professional guy. I wouldn't, you know, talk about Super Noon. It doesn't seem like you ever would. Yeah, I know, Okay, right? all right. Well, okay. so that we can avoid talking about Super Noon, let's talk about the CPT Online Europe West 1. Sure. Okay. In which the top eight for SF5, of course, the only game, were seven places, Fnatic, Fnatic, Akainu with Guile, and Vega Patch with Fang. Fifth were Fnatic, Zera, Akuma, and Fnatic, Shax with Lara and Kami. Mm-hmm. Fourth was Fnatic, Brick with Zangief and Nakali. Yeah. Oh, Third nice. place is Epsilon Takamura, who plays Akuma now. That's good. Uh, second place, Method Broski with Dalsim. That's awesome. And winner was NVD Phenom with Nikali. <laughs> Congratulations to Vega Patch and Akainu for getting one point. Yep. Hey, but Phenom got 150 points. He did. And I, I saw what Phenom said. He was like, 
Thank you for my 150 points, but uh, he just did not. Just online. Just yeah. Just online. You right? know. So. But it's pretty cool that Broski <sighs> did that well. That's, I'm happy about that. <clears throat> yeah. But again, you know, one point, seventh place. But you know what? They got more points than Justin Wong did at Texas Showdown. They sure weekend, did. So. Ninth they place sure at offline did. super stacked major, you know. Hey, that's place. them's the rules. Yep. <clears throat> all right. That's it for tournament results as far as I know. Okay. That's all I got. So. Cool. Uh, let's talk about some fighting game news coming up here. Yeah. So, um... Uh, let's see, what order do I want to do this in? There's a lot of little things going on over here. Um, well, one of the cool things was that they have officially announced that uh, training mode and versus mode will be in on Street Fighter 30th anniversary. They've officially announced it. Okay. And they said it's going to be a day one patch. Right. So, But I also think that they said that... Um, the one, the downside. I think versus <clears throat> mode was going to be only on like... Or no, was it training mode was only going to be on four of the games? Correct. The ones that are going to be online, right? So there's no training mode for Champion Edition or or Alpha 2 or Alpha 1, which is really... Alpha 1 is kind of the shameful one because there's some goofy combos you can do in that game. So, But I will say this much... um, Having had some hands on it uh, with with like save states and stuff like that, it's 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 not hard to replicate training okay. mode. All right. So, All right. there you go. Hopefully that'll happen. But yeah, I'm happy it'll at least be there for some of the games, mm-hmm. so that I can look for my frame kills on third strike. Mm-hmm. Okay, <coughs> okay. Um, but one of the cool things is they even said during the stage select, they're even going to show whose stage it is. Mm. I don't know, little things like that I just love. Because I was always... I mean, I remember having a conversation with... Um, who was it? It was Corey. Corey Bell, right? right. How in Street Fighter Four, how we decide, try to take all the stages and assign it to certain characters yeah, and stuff true, like yeah. that, you know? And like... I'm just obsessed with weird things like that. What do you so. think you're going to say about Q's stage? What Q stage? He didn't have a Q stage. Q, there was no Q stage, right? Well, it was Dudley's stage. Right. Uh-huh, but with uh-huh. Q music. Right, exactly. That's the one that he showed up on. So it might be listed as Dudley slash Q. Could be. Could be. Because they, because a lot, they always like shared it, right? There's always two characters that shared a stage, right? Not like, always. Like Hugo was only Hugo. Like there's, oh, there yeah, are yeah, some that true, are. That's true. But Ken and Alex, Ken and Alex, yeah, Ken might and be the only one. Well, don't, don't Yun and Yang <clears throat> technically share a stage? Oh, that's true. The rooftop as yeah, well, that's true. No, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Training mode and versus mode are in a fighting game. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Day one patch, dude. That's right. So. Um. Let's see here. Um, so six six games in the Anime Evo lineup have been approved for the side stage stream. Okay. We talked a little about this last week, but we have official uh, six games here, which are going to be King of Fighters 14. Okay, makes So then sense. we'll get some side um, time. Samurai Showdown 2. Wow. Which, That's in my opinion, is... I'm not sure I'm really all that happy about that one. Yeah? Because it could just be ukyo, 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 ukyo. Oh, oh, oh. Because that game was busted. busted. Ukyo was dumb. Ukyo was really, really dumb. Like, if you watch high-level ukyo mirrors, it's like one of the dumbest matches you've ever seen. So Actually, yeah, that's right. Necro 12 shared a stage. Oro and Sean shared a stage. Right. Uh All right. uh Okay. Yeah, yeah, Good point. Mm -hmm. Good point. Um, Well, speaking of busted games getting side tournament streams... uh, by Shoju Sensei, Senshi Sailor Moon S is getting official. Is that busted? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything uh, about. Yeah, yeah, that game is stupid busted like okay. some characters can like just chip damage like I saw a video where someone did a wake up uppercut and drain like almost half of someone's life Whoa. And stuff. like there's it's like the, and like they were showing one of the characters just has like the, the she, she's a grappler with like one of the fat like a Makoto dash but like way faster and stuff like that it's like alright kind of well we'll see how that goes um, Catherine is gonna be on the side stream as well Hokuto no Ken wow they're just picking all the broken games they're gonna do Hokuto no Ken on the side stream I, I think that is sick, dude. I really enjoy watching Hokuto Ken match videos because everybody knows the system so well, all those players who are still playing mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. that it, the interesting part of the game is finding the root into the, oh, into the infinite. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they know all these different infinites, and then once they get into it, then it's like, all right, what are you going to do with it? Like, right, make yeah, it look yeah. cool. Dude, the best was when the people are doing the infinites, you see the other guy like pull out their phone and yeah. they're just like... Yeah. No, I, I think it's I think it's actually really interesting. I think I really enjoy watching it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yoshi mentioned this one character actually has like a fireball projectile that actually does more damage on block than it does on hit. That's in Sailor Moon. Okay. In Sailor Moon, yeah. Uh -huh. like, that could be kind of interesting, to be honest. Uh, and then the last game that's approved is Windjammers. All right. So that's cool. So Look, there you go. I got to be honest. I think it's dumb that Catherine and Windjammers are in there. Oh, because they're not dumb. real fighting games. They're not real I fighting I think that games. could have gone to a lot of very interesting fighting games. Yeah, I agree with that. And I agree with that. Because the list of anime Evo games is giant. Mm -hmm. 25 mm -hmm. titles, right? It's it's a ton of different games. Yeah, look at all these. It could have gone to Gundam. You know what I mean? It could have gone to... Teen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Blue. Turtle Tournament Fighters, That would have right? been so sick. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a bummer to me. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, I can understand. And Undernight in Birth hasn't even gotten a spot yet. Yeah, Undernight, you know, it's, that's a shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Windjammer players never have claimed that it was a fighting game. No, so. of course not. I mean, yeah. it's a fun game to play for, for sure. And, mm -hmm. and I don't mean to denigrate it as a, as a thing to watch either. But I really wish it had been a fighting game that was chosen. Yadagarasu would have been a good one to put there. Yeah, what about the extremely pink Super Turbo down there? Dude. Tatsunoko versus Capcom would have been That would have been sick. super cool. Yes. Yeah, Tatsunoko. That so. would have been cool. Haven't seen that game in a while. So, yeah. you know, I'm glad some of those will be on there. I'm not glad some of those will be on there. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a weird glitch discovered in Street Fighter V in the latest patch that, like, after side-switching throws, that, like, some characters get their input kind of reversed. Like, you'll see Rashid run forward, and he hits up forward to jump, and he jumps backwards instead. Huh. Oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah, yeah. Someone, so they posted it, like, if Mika gets you with, like, the, uh, I think it's the, 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 the spin one, or, like, there's certain just throws that if you back throw them, it's not all back throws, okay. but some back throws, like, if you immediately wake up with a dash and then hit up forward, they go the other direction, and wow. it's new in this latest patch. So. Oh, weird, okay. So hopefully they'll try to fix that. Hopefully Funky. they'll try to fix that. Um, some really cool... Um, well, let me get to some game news here. So the the latest uh, arcade update for Kue, Kue, Kueme, Kohime Enbu, Kohime Enbu Rorai Rai will be coming to PC and PlayStation 4 this summer. So if you're a fan of the game, now you get the latest updated cool. version uh, at home and be able to play those. Uh, there's a fighting game apparently called Blade Strangers. And okay. it's apparently kind of like one of those crossover fighting games again. And I'm not sure anything about it, but it's coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah, and even the article here says it might be a fighting game that most fans are most are least familiar with. 
Um, but it's uh, it's a bunch of characters from a lot of different games coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Um, a lot of different games? Uh, Scroll down a little bit for me then. So it says like from uh, a char- featuring characters from a number of studio Saizensen and uh, Nicholas's okay, games here. Right. And um, apparently it's one of those 2D games that was done like KOF 13. It was started with, mm. with 3D models and they rotoscoped them into sprites. So it is a sprite-based fighter. Uh, but the most recent announcement was that um, Gunvolt is going to be in the game. So Gunvolt is going to be a, a guest character in the game. Uh, Gunvolt, of course, is part of the Inti Creates of course. Uh, franchise. And so it's not even one of the original ones that was mentioned. So they're going to have even guest guest characters, basically, as well. So it'll be really interesting if they can get some other uh, characters in there. So. Hey, all right. Okay. Um, uh, I, I guess this is new because I just saw this on the list here. But E League Street Fighter Five Invitational apparently announced that Smug and Infiltration have joined it. All right, makes so sense. they are going to be part of there. No shock there. Good if they were, if they were not in there in the first place, then everyone kind of was probably like, yeah, they're going to take those last few spots for sure. Yeah. So, um, um, a couple of cool, um. Uh, community stuff here. So, uh, Corey Gaming, of course, you know, he's been putting a lot of videos. He just recently tackled one about how fighting games induce a lot of salt. And just kind of talked about that culture and just how how that affects, you know, fighting game players and stuff like that. So check that out if you get a chance. Corey Gaming, of course, always putting out a lot of really good content. Yeah, Um, they do good work. Uh, also, recently on Gauntlet TV, uh, I haven't seen this yet, but I really want to see this. Christatarian actually took some time to interview his sponsor, of course, which is Daigo himself. Right. So he got to interview Daigo and just kind of really pick his brain on how he approaches fighting games and all the stuff like that. I've heard there's a lot of really cool questions and a lot of really insightful stuff uh, coming from Daigo in this video okay. so um, like I said I haven't had a chance to see it but uh, I, I really want to go and take the time to, uh, to watch this because um, it's always interesting to find out how Daigo thinks because that guy approaches fighting games really in a unique way for sure yeah um, also this is the kind of one that I want to talk to you about alright Maximilian put out a video and you know basically complaining about YouTube and mm-hmm. how its policies really hurt Mortal Kombat players specifically, mm-hmm. because Mortal Kombat is all violence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, for this game, you can't put out content without having them just flag everything yeah. in Mortal Kombat. And I'm just curious, like you know, what you, obviously it sucks and everything like that. But if you have any uh, sort of insight on that, you know, from a from a legal standpoint, I, I don't. I don't like have that. any more insight. No, um, I do know. Well, I guess is more broadly. YouTube can set the rules on which videos appear on their site. They have control over that. There's no, it's not like it's some, you know, the First Amendment doesn't apply, right? Because it's mm-hmm. private servers. It's not, it's not some public square. So they get to set the rules and they have been in the past setting rules for things and they've been, you know, they've been allowing, disallowing certain things since the start. Can't have porn, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's always been, there's always been something. But, uh, of late, that's been getting a little bit more strident, and I think that it's a big part of it is that advertisers have been upset that some of the best-known YouTube stars have done things like say racist stuff on stream or on on their 
channels. Or go to Japan and do stupid things. Uh huh. Exactly that kind of stuff. So、mm -hmm. that's been occurring, and it's been in the headlines. But even before that, there was a there was a sort of push by some of the advertisers to make it so that.、Uh, It was easier for them to 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 find the the viewers that they wanted, and、uh -huh. to not have their ads end up on things right, that wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't interest people,、uh, and and also to make sure that their ads wouldn't end up on something that was against whatever they liked. So, like、mm -hmm. for example, one of the things is is violence. So some of the advertisers don't want their ads to go up on videos that are violent. I get it. You know, it's like, I you know. It's the long, long-running thing, of course,、right. in American culture.、Uh, so this is this is the latest part of that, and I don't know exactly what went into it, or or exactly why it happened. These are just my thoughts on why it probably did happen.、So. But here's a weird question. <clears throat> Obviously, without our big fighting game community is getting injustice was on ESPN too.、Yeah. You know, all these things like that. Do you think there might even be a temptation to? Remove the violence from MK11. I really don't think so.、Mm -hmm. uh, that's that is their that's their thing since they were created. Because、mm -hmm. if they did that, then they they wouldn't sell. They、Everybody、wouldn't sell. Would super mad. They'd be、right? super mad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it, it's a it's definitely a damn if you do, damn if you don't、mm -hmm. kind of situation. But but they cannot get rid of the violence because that's their. That's the hallmark of the series, honestly. What if there's an esports mode that you can enter with a secret code that removes the gore? Well, in MK9, you could turn it on zombie mode, and in zombie mode,、right. there was no blood,、mm -hmm. there was no、mm -hmm. fatalities. You kind of、right. looked like a zombie, but you know,、mm -hmm. it wasn't otherwise super heavy violence. But so, maybe they could just do that, make it so yeah, that、maybe. you get normal round KOs and stuff like that, and no option for fatality at all, or something like that. I, that you know? that maybe that may be possible, but I think that that would still cause a lot of. Outrage among their fans. You know, they have even on the esports side of things, because、huh? like, well, like I said, maybe not the esports side of things, but their fans who are fans of the violence, and it would be maybe upset、oh. that the company would be self-censoring, right? And then when、way. they watch the tournament, they don't get the fatalities, etc.、Yeah. etc. So yeah. that's that'd be my concern.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as as Distant Prego points out, X-rays tend to have gore. Right,、uh -huh, you know,、uh -huh. so X-rays are pretty, pretty wild, actually. Some, some of them are crazier than the fatalities. Yeah, yeah I'm with、uh -huh. you. Some of them have been pretty. No, I mean, wild. doesn't like doesn't like um uh uh, uh dude from horror movie shit Chainsaw Massacre dude yeah Leatherface doesn't、okay. he like stab you and just like rip the thing up straight up? He does. I mean, his his. He has a special move that where he goes like this and goes and he right, like yeah, he like、yeah. hoists、uh -huh, you on it、uh -huh, and then if you、uh -huh. meter burn it he goes right, right, like yeah, again like yeah. like way more yeah so it's、uh, it's just inherently part of it you know it's not something that they can get rid of even if they wanted to I I really don't think but I I am of course concerned that it would be it would hurt the MKC because、mm -hmm. I I think it's gonna there's there's actually a really big NRS YouTube scene that is not competitive. Like、right. there are there are streamers for NRS not streamers there are channels for NRS that have hundred thousand plus subscribers that I've never heard of or watched. Right, they're just okay, okay. they're not at all competitive. They're just you know、mm -hmm. channels for it. So that stuff's gonna get hurt. The competitive scene's gonna get hurt.、Uh, I don't know really what is to be done about it, but I would be I'd be really surprised if there was they tried to do anything for if it was on TV. Like I'd be really surprised if if. MK11、uh, ends up on TV like right because you know, that's that. the toughest thing is that MK has the potential to be one of the biggest 
games and the fighting game community because of the same reasons that like Street Fighter does. It's everybody knows Mortal sure. Kombat, right? So it always has that ability to, to take that spot, but it's always going to be hindered by that violence. So it's just interesting, interesting thing to think about. So, scroll up a little bit. Somebody asked me. My, my tablet's now dead. Can you? Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, somebody asked me something legally. Did they say at Ultra David on there? Or? I don't recall. I can go back. Down. No, no, let's go, go up. Go up, go up Keep up. going up? Yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh. Do I foresee a chance that these issues will change if net neutrality is resolved? No, it's not really the same issue. Uh, net, net neutrality is about not allowing uh, ISPs to like, discriminate based on what the content is in terms of mm. how fast they send it to you or in terms of what the bandwidth for that is. Not, not really the same idea. Uh, I don't. I don't foresee any legal change that would that would compel YouTube to to not censor itself. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would really be possible. Okay. I mean, in in if, if there's any like proclivity to to self censor or not, it's definitely towards self censorship because that's safer legally in a lot of ways, right. both for copyright and other reasons. So I would expect, if anything, more self censorship, mm-hmm. and that's. Uh, you know, in, in, like for the reasons I mentioned earlier about advertising, probably even more likely. So, yeah, I don't know, really know what to do about it. YouTube is is the only company like it. It's there's nothing that even approaches it. Okay. Uh, so uh, they have a position that is like unassailable. You know, like like there's not going to be like a secondary YouTube that comes along and is like, hey, NK folks, you can show all of your stuff on ours, and we'll be fine. And then that YouTube, that new one, is like, the new YouTube, definitely not. Right. Mm-hmm. No way for sure. So, uh, you know, we're kind of stuck with it. And then the problem with it is, is that even if it, someone does try to come along and create that, once the advertisers and the money yeah. start rolling in, they're going to run to the exact same problem. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's definitely a more fundamental issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, video, Vimeo, Dailymotion, all those things yeah. exist. They're just not like that. Uh, okay. <clears throat> All right. It's a really weird thing to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, some couple of signing news here. Um, uh, Forger Esports has signed Human Bomb. Right. Yeah, so he's on a team now. As well as uh, Esports Team OG has entered the Smash Brothers ring by signing uh, Swedish Delight. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. There's a couple there. I probably should mention that Panda Global is announcing a Panda Global Fighters League for Dragon Ball uh, Fighters. So I guess wow. at the at the at the lack of a pro series for Dragon Ball, that Panda Global is trying to launch their own. Wow! Uh, I don't know any details about it, but it's the PG Fighters League. Um, so let's see here. Um, Beginning this past weekend and running through July 15th, community league spanning local tournaments, online events, and Twitch sub-only tournaments, including some run by Panda Global themselves, will look to award top three placers with temporary sponsorships and flights out oh, to wow. Evo. Oh, okay, so it's actually going to be pretty short-term. That's very cool, And though. the prize is just to get them out to, to Evo 2018. Why did I say? 20, I don't know. Cool though. Two thousand. It's a long term investment. Twenty thousand eighteen is hella far away. Any tournament organizer can get their event approved on any of Dragon Ball Fighters three platforms, and so um, uh, tier and point distribution are as follows. So they've got like 
PGZ tier, locals tier, subs tier, and lobbies tier, basically. So, wow, there you go. They're even trying to get people to sub to Nakiel's channel. That is, that's that's cool. really cool. Yeah, uh, I guess Texas Showdown was part of that. Wow, I didn't know. Okay, yeah, I didn't even know about that. Okay, okay, there Very you go. Cool. Okay, so uh, there's that information. A uh, couple of really interesting, uh, I guess. Uh, Figures coming out. Pop Culture Shock always does like crazy figures. They're coming out with this crazy Shao Kahn figure that is just, it's just ginormous yeah, basically. That, but it's also like, I mean, it's, they said it for the price, it's, it's a, it's a one three scale. 35 inches tall. And it's $1,500. Dang. It is. So this is it's if, only if you are a true fan here, uh, that you are getting this thing here. So, uh, crazy statue here. Wow, look at that. It's pretty sick looking, to be honest with you. I mean, look at this thing. Look at this thing. But, mm -hmm. I mean, you you have to be the true fan. Oh, wow, you can take his hat off? Dang, I guess so. I've never seen him without his hat. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, this is seriously for, for true fans only. So, if you really, 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 really think the thing is cool... Yeah, you can go for that. But uh, uh, <laughs> Connecticut's is also releasing a, a new Chun-Li statue as well. Um, you go, Chun-Li statue. I mean, I think the pose is kind of cool because it's it's not your typical like Chun-Li pose. You know what I mean? Where It's, it's just like, an action shot. Right, exactly. And yeah. it's not like, here, check, stare at my crotch a bunch of no, times. Right. You know you're what right. I mean? So it's it's kind of a nice nice change of pace on Chun-Li figures right there. So Although you can apparently see her butt pretty good but, there, too. Yeah, well, so. that's how it goes in Kokosho. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, but it's cool. So that's another figure that is coming out right there. Sick. Uh, again, probably uh, it's going to be uh, about three hundred and seventy dollars or three installments of one hundred and twenty-three. It's weird that just because we came from the Shao Kahn figure, it's like, hey, that actually sounds kind of cheap. I mean, is, but it's, cheap it's still pretty pricey, though. So, still it's pretty pricey. But man, I swear, if I was one of those people that just had like infinite wealth, I would just be buying all these damn figures because yeah. I, I obviously I like fighting game figures, so I like yep. fighting game figures. Uh, last thing is uh, not really related to fighting games, but oh, yeah. could be related to fighting games in the future. Nintendo revealed details for their online Switch service. And it's basically going to be uh, for $20 for a year. Mm -hmm. That's actually a really fair price, to be honest I with you. Uh, but you gain access to ability to save your saves to the cloud, like PlayStation, like PSN does, if you subscribe to PSN. Uh, oh, really? You can do that? Yeah. Um, they let you, I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, obviously Splatoon and Mario Kart can be played online already, so I don't know how that's going to enhance those things or anything like that. But they did talk about how uh, 20 NES games are going to be available immediately for the service that you right. could just have access to just directly for part of the subscription. You don't have to buy them, and they will be adding online capabilities to them so you can play games like Balloon Fight online with a friend and that's stuff cool. like that. Okay. So. It's kind of neat. I don't know what, like I said, how what this is going to entail uh, for, um, let me see. Whoa, dang. They have a family membership plan where it makes it where seven people can split a year-long membership at $35. Does that mean seven different switches can? How does that work? I'm not sure. Probably not. I'm not sure. That's kind of neat, though. But um, huh. there you go. Uh 
I don't know what this is going to entail for future fighting games. You know, obviously they had online capabilities before, so, um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So. Yeah, I guess being able to save to the cloud is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I was going to say, I thought that Steam does that, but actually Steam doesn't do that, right? Or no, it does. It does. But only for certain things. Yeah, uh, there are 20 games. There is that. 20 games is listed. Let me see if I can get that list of games for you. I know it's out there. Uh, see, features, uh, Nintendo Switch online app. Nintendo, there we go. So 20 games are going to come out, and they're going to keep adding more of them at no cost, basically, as they keep adding them. You just yeah. get access to them. Uh, the ones that are going to be available right away are Nintendo Soccer, uh, Tennis, the original Donkey Kong, the original Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, uh, Legend of Zelda. So this is all like super first generation Nintendo yeah. games. And then they're also going to have Super Mario 3 as well as Dr. Mario. So it's just starting with those uh, 10 games right here. And there's going to be, um, uh, those are going to be on the launch titles. I guess there's going to be 10 more that are showing up uh, after that. And then more will be coming out as time goes on. So it'll grow from the 20 yeah. and continue okay. forward. So, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I don't love that. It's a bummer, I feel, to charge money for that. But at the same time, they can probably get away with it. Well, also, it just, I mean, PlayStation was trying to do it for free for a while, but it was just too expensive, right? And so they just had to start charging for it. And I think that's just all it comes down to. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the Switch is definitely selling like crazy, and I'm sure that people will pick this up. I'll, I guess I'll do it. I don't know. I want to play online. I want to do stuff. But does that mean if you don't subscribe to it, you can't play Splatoon and Mario Kart online anymore? I don't know. Go back to the article. I don't. I don't know if it's that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it does. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, thus ending the Switch's free online gameplay. So okay, so you do have to pay for this to play Splatoon and stuff like that online now. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, okay. But it's nice that they're throwing in like those NES games just to kind of ease it. And twenty dollars a year is like no, it's obviously not, not as much, much as so. some, but it's not as much as zero like Steam. Well, I mean, you know, PC games are. PC is the best. Yeah, but you also had to spend a thousand dollars on a PC already. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> so if you that know. depends on I don't know. You know, it depends on what games you play on Steam. You yeah. can you can play pretty budgetly. But yeah, no, you're that's right. True. That's in, true. In, in general, you are. all the cost for PC comes at the beginning, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah. I mean, like right now, I want to buy a new computer for upstairs, and it's just like I just I can't really. Right. You know, it's just not gonna happen. So. When I, I mean, you can buy a piecemeal. You can like get a graphics card now and get the motherboard later. Yeah, but that know. money is going to buying all the parts for a super gun. I'll just I'll oh, do okay. That. So well, up to you then. It's your decision. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, can you build a PC for the same price as a PS4 and be twice as powerful? I don't know. That seems like it's a little bit too much. Um, uh, I I built PCs and I've spent more than twice a twice as much as the PS4. Oh, have you? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. These can be expensive, man. Definitely. So, right. in any case... Um, How much is PS4? Like, 350 
at this point in time. I really don't I think know. it's two ninety nine now, right? Oh, wow. I think so it's six hundred bucks for a well built PC. I don't know about that. that. Seems like it's not maybe not. Bad. To be honest with you, I could be. I mean, look, mine was free. Right. Dang. Thanks to Amazon credit card. Oh wow, that's crazy, man. Buying all those flights and hotels for Capcom and stuff right. like that, right? I just built up points until the point where my PS4 That's was crazy. absolutely free. So, uh, so and yeah, as uh, as Rado Band points out, uh, because of crypto mining, graphics cards have gone up in demand. Are you serious? Oh, oh like a, it's a lot. It's by a lot. Um, yeah. So in order to mine bitcoins, you want like intensive graphics cards. Mm-hmm. So Crypto miners have been buying buying up graphics cards in a way that like actually shot the price up. up oh, God. I, I heard that that's starting to change, that it's starting to come down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know how much that has already happened oh, yet. PlayStation 4 Slim, one terabyte console on Amazon is $320. Okay. Yeah, you're not making a good PC for six twenty for six forty. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So okay. That's crazy. That's crazy. Why is it graphics cards? Well, I, I don't know I'm, anything about cryptocurrency. I'm no pro, dude. I am staying away from that topic. I want to learn as little as I can about that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Wow. I just want to stay away from that, dude. <laughs> if I'm going to be old man Luddite about one thing, it is going to be that, cryptocurrencies right okay. now. Yeah, because I just do not want to, just do not want to, to think about that at all. Yeah. So. Okay, well, that's all I have. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Any side topics? When we were talking about Dragon Ball, I, you, you brought up the nerf to the thing that uh, Apology Man found. I wanted to talk oh, about Oh, that's that. right. Yeah. That, that uh-huh. sucks. I, what, I, what I don't like about the Dragon Ball patch is we, I guess we got to mention some of the things. So, uh, Gotenks assist restands are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, EX legs pressure sounds like it's worse. Like there's like there's some stuff that I feel like the scene kind of developed mm-hmm. that I feel like is gone or getting worse, like the Piccolo thing you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a bummer. I understand that developers have an idea of what they want the game to be, and they that's some of them just want to keep it that way. But I don't I don't care about the developers in that respect. Uh, just in the same way that I don't care about the person who wrote a novel, I what I want to do is interpret it in the way that is meaningful to me. Okay. Um, I I can like like I'm not opposed to them having a viewpoint of what their novel means, but like what really matters to me is what my interpretation of it is. So I feel that same way about games. I don't care about what the game developer wanted it to be. What I want it to be is what's fun to me. Mm-hmm. And what is fun to me is in part the things that I help come up with. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't help come up with those in particular, but it's happened to me in the past where things that I come up with or that I find well, I mean, get the, patched out. And that's, that's the just number one example is the jump back boring. to OS. Yeah. Nobody wanted to get rid of that. Yeah. Like everybody's been clamoring for a new defensive mechanic, and that was one of the defensive mechanics. That sure. was a nice defensive mechanic that, that gave people an option to get away from a. A very offensively oppressive game, and then they got rid, of, got rid it. of it. And it's just like, why would you get rid of this? I just, know? yeah, I just don't care about that. Um, <laughs> the death of the developer, like the death of the author. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to the developers having an idea in mind. I just, I just want them to be open to the, the fact that players are going to find things, and that they would like to keep those things because it's fun for them. Like mm-hmm. that's part of the interest in a fighting game is that as a player, you have so much input into how the actual game is played. It'd be very boring to me if a game was was 
just exactly how the developer yeah. wanted. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. want that. So because that's the, the 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 joy of a fighting game has always been players breaking the game. Yeah, dude. That's always been the best thing about fighting games is doing things the developers did not intended, and it's cool that way. And so right now. We've got that game in MVCI because there's never going to be a patch anymore. So, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> no, you're you're right. Um, and you I, know, I've actually been really impressed by that game too because for a while I was kind of like down on the combos because everything led to the same damn amount of damage, and yeah. I was just always like, kind of sucks. Like, there's all these creative paths, and they all lead to the same result, right? And it was always kind of frustrating to me, but. People are finding a lot of combos now that are extending past that yeah. damage without using like Power Stone and stuff like that, and it's it's really impressive mm-hmm. the way that people are able to break that. So I I think that's awesome to be honest with you. I uh, I was talking with you about this over the weekend, but I think I'm thinking about dropping Dragon Ball and just going back to playing Marvel. I only have so much time for video games. And I'm definitely going to keep playing Injustice because it's my favorite game right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely going to keep playing Street Fighter because it's my second favorite game right now. But the third one, I think, is Marvel, my favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball is probably not that far behind, but it's. I just don't feel like I can be as... I can't express myself as much. Mm-hmm. Like, in Marvel, I get to just do the... You can't be a jerk as much, basically. I don't know, dude. As as Broly sixteen Vegeta, I w- I'm a, I'm a butthole for sure. But it, but um, in in doing it, I feel like I'm doing it in ways that aren't like if you see me play, it's like I'm every middle of the road talent, mm-hmm. you know, Broly sixteen Vegeta. Like right, I like yeah, nobody's. Yeah, I'm not different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like the way that I played Nemesis Hagar and Arthur Sigma in Marvel Infinite was myself, and it. I'm not like a great player at it, but like I'm, I feel like I'm doing unique stuff. Like I was doing combos that other people weren't doing. They had their own combo, mm-hmm. which you said is like you know similar damage result. Right, but, right, right. But it's still but cool. Like, but it's yeah, the yeah. one that I do. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm, that's. Mm-hmm. I really miss that now. So I w- I want to go back and play more of that. Dude, Man, I'm, that game is fun. It's so frustrating because the internet is, social media has already gotten to the point where Marvel is just bad, and. I saw a thread where someone was like, oh, Killer Instinct had more entrance than Marvel in, in, uh, at Texas Showdown. And a whole bunch of people were responding like, good, or like, serves it right, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you don't play either of these games. Like, I know yeah. these people, they don't play either of these games, you know? And it's like, but you just, there's just this feeling towards it. Because honestly, what the community is doing for MVCI, I think, is really cool right now. I think that game is super fun and super creative. Yeah, and watching the top players play it. Um, I don't know. Like, Look, did, did I was see... a fan of it since the beginning. I know, I know you are. And I know everyone's always been saying like, "Oh, it's because you know you're a shill or whatever like that." But dude, I just generally I don't really love that point anymore. Yeah, no, I just generally love that game, yeah. and I still like it. You uh-huh. know, I just I love the creativity, and it's it is that game where they just basically made everybody as busted as possible. Whatever you want to do, man, it's so sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I almost feel bad even comparing the two because I feel like they're very different games but the only comparison that I'm trying to make is in how much I enjoy them mm-hmm. I don't feel like Marvel's are a replacement for Dragon Ball or vice versa I, you know they play differently they're not at all the same I'm just saying that I only have so much time and I want to play the games that I like the most and right now I think those games are Injustice Street Fighter mm-hmm. and Marvel mm-hmm. uh, folks are asking about Blaze Blue Tag and I'm definitely going to get it uh, tomorrow you can pre-order it if you're in the US and you can get access to the beta, and then after that to the 
whatever they're calling the little period after that, closed beta or open beta or whatever it is. Um, Dude, you can K- you can play it in advance for a little while. So Dude, I'm definitely going to try it out. just made me so sad. What? He said they should have just waited to release the game now after mm-hmm. Infinity War. What are you going to do? Dude, if they had released it after Infinity War, oh, I mean, it's just not worth it. I just feel like those are conversations not worth having anymore. When am I going to play Uniel again? Oh, when are you going to play Uniel again? Probably not going to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, to, to be honest, I, I really I like those games. Those are cool, but I enjoy the games that I'm playing more. I think, and and if if I like Blaze Blue Tag more, then I'll play that. Like I'm yeah. really looking forward to trying out Tager Wald and Tager New. Mm-hmm. That could be sick, actually. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm just certainly going to go into it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Right now, though, I think it's I think it's Marvel. Yeah. I mean, like for me right now, it's like Street Fighter Tekken and. It was Guilty Gear, but Tekken's kind of taken over Guilty okay. Gear at this point in time. So right now, for me, it's Street Fighter, um, Tekken, and Dragon Ball is what I've been playing mostly. Mm-hmm. But Makes sense. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I am enjoying Dragon Ball. It's uh, a fun game. I don't. I don't mean to say it's not. Right, right, right. I just feel like it's not. Like when I, when I see somebody play Dragon Ball, everybody looks the same, with the exception of maybe Goichi blocking or or. Yeah, or or Majin Buu. Sure, there are some there are some players playing some characters that are really rare. Right, but that, it's just like true. it's just it's just but, Majin Buu. Almost, yeah. almost everybody is playing. Uh, it, not even I'm not even against people playing the top tier. That's not what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. It's that some nobody plays 16 differently than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays a Dokohan differently than anybody else. There's just the way to do it. Right. And and do and I I've enjoyed playing 16 and I've enjoyed playing Broly. I think they're really fun characters. But I don't. I don't find that there's that like. You know, one guy moves better with, right, them, or like, yeah. or like one player mm-hmm. has a different combo, or one has a different mix-up, or one has like a different neutral game. Mm-hmm. Like, really, the only people who I think play differently are maybe like Goichi and Chris G and I don't know anybody else. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, in terms of Uniel, yeah, I got to get together with uh, Choi Sauce again to finish that. We never got to finish the the, the Uniel stuff just oh, because right. I've been traveling so damn much recently. So hopefully I'll be able to do that um, soon. And like I said, when I started messing with it again, it's just oh man, I'm playing it again. It was just like oh, feels so good, like just to play it again. Mm-hmm. I, I remember why I like the game mm-hmm. so much. I bet you if you touch it again, you'd be like, damn it, now I want to play this. And it's very possible. just don't have time, unfortunately. Very possible. So there's just no time. I really enjoyed the first one. Really, honestly, there's only time enough, really honestly, to play three fighting games like max. And that's already kind of stretching it. You know what I mean? So it's it's weird. Like, I love Guilty Gear to death, and Guilty Gear kind of fell off because I've been playing Tekken yeah. and, and Dragon Ball. You know what I mean? You just only have time for three fighting games. It's really, really difficult, man. I, I agree with you. Um. Uh, yeah, when am I not traveling? Fortunately, I'll be home for two weekends in a row, so we'll see what I can do for the next couple of weeks. And again, I apologize to everybody. I know the YouTube is just like woefully. It's like two months, three months behind Dang, or something really? like that. Yeah, I'll try to get that all up there soon i really apologize to him having a chance to do any of that stuff with all the traveling and trying to stream whenever i am home and oh it's been a nightmare so i'm trying to get that taken care of soon so hopefully i'll get that uh fixed very shortly so okay there you go well what i'm gonna do is go home and do some marvel 
Hagar Nemesis Power Stone training mode because got some ideas for how to use Power Stone. You know, I, I gotta I gotta practice that up a little bit again, and then maybe you and I and and, and Olaf can gather and play yeah, some games like again that. like we did last time and just stream that for fun. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. So. <clears throat> okay. All righty. Uh, right. Guess that's about it. Yeah, I'm not traveling for one weekend. Yeah, you're traveling another weekend because you you have um you have personal things to travel stuff. for. Yeah, exactly. Got so. stuff to do the following weekend. Yep. Am I gonna stream that? Nah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have. I think I'm done for the. I, I have nothing else to add. Alrighty. So. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. It was a blast mm. as per usual. And then, uh, hey, did you see my joke about uh, Carol Danvers? I did. What'd you think I, about I that? really liked that. Good, right? That was really good. That was really good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was well done. Well Thank done. You. All right. Because it's one of those good ones that it took a while for you to like. You read yes. it and you're like, oh yeah. So it's good. It's good. I like that. So okay. You'll just have to find out what the joke is somewhere else. You can call me Carol Danvers' first superhero name because I... Yeah, that's tough. <laughs>